I'm your inner dream monologue, and you're fast asleep, so I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Well, guys, how's everyone doing today? Pretty all right. I'm a little tired. I went out drinking. (laughs) How was your friend's uh, homemade hooch? Uh, It was good. It was nice. Um, I'm more tired than anything. Like, I didn't wake up hungover, but I did, like, probably overstay my welcome a little bit. (laughs) But it had been a while since we chatted, like, about work bullshit and someone actually understands me. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I don't get as much hangover headache type. It's just like um, Superman in the red sun is what happens now. Like I wake up the next day and I'm just drained. And it's like, I guess I guess yeah. go back to bed. <laughs> Working is miserable because I have gone to work hungover and shit. But it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we, everyone has <laughs> at that point in their life. I think the last time I did was St. Patrick's Day. It, it was just like a... Uh, a mild like celebra- celebration of making it through a year of COVID for everybody. I think the worst time was when I was like 22 working at a video store. And uh, I don't know if it was New Year's Eve or my birthday. It was a big occasion where people tend to get hammered. And I usually didn't. And I did for my birthday slash New Year's. Whatever the occasion was, I just... It was that bad. I don't even remember what the occasion was. <laughs> but I knew I had, I had to open the next day, which was like 7 o'clock. So, like, I had to get up at, like, 6.30 and go in. And I basically just slept. I made, like, a little sleep area in the back storage area, you know. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. So, I did that, you know, because I knew it wasn't going to be that many customers on a Sunday. And I did that throughout the day, but it was miserable. Like, I wanted to die. I was just like, it's not fun. I just want to go home, and it was the longest day ever. So it's it's that yeah. kind of day where like your eyeballs are gripped by the mistakes you made last night. <laughs> yeah. How I much just, money did I spend, Dicky? <laughs> man, that's uh, always the worst. Is, I have to buy a new know. phone. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the worst. Worst. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Um, or losing the credit card, like it's so. Many. <laughs> I will say I did get really lucky with uh, that St. Patrick's Day. They they didn't charge me. They kept putting the drinks on somebody else's account. Oh wow! Stuck <laughs> <laughs> to that person, but was great for you. Well, it was still embarrassing when I went up there and was like, "Hey, I'd like to close my tab," and they just fuck around for five minutes, and they're like, "You don't have a tab. Please leave." And I was like. I'm that guy. Uh-huh. And then it, the next day I woke up doing the whole, let's see how much I spent. Because I bought, I bought my friend's <laughs> drinks and I bought them shots. And then it was like, let's see how much I spent. And I was like, where's the charge? Where's the, and I have credit cards now. So I was like, oh, yeah. where, where the fuck is it? And then I waited a couple of days just to confirm it. And it was like, yeah, the nope, no charge. <laughs> Oh, that's the opposite of embarrassing, Marco. That's a great night, is what that is. Was it last call by the time you did that? 
No, because we were drinking early, and then um, because- fuck, I would have done it again. I would have been like, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Hey, well, in that case, we'll all take three more rounds, and then we'll. Leave. <laughs> the, the The issue ends up being that. Um, well, first of all, I didn't find out till the next day, but the that. Um, I haven't gone back to that place because I'm like, I'm going to be like, that's the man that ran on his tab. They won't remember you. No, they do remember me because we were one of their first customers. Like, oh, yeah, it's a bar that just opened. So they know us because we were one of the first people that went there. And we've taken like a good four or five other people, including Sam there. Like he likes going to that bar. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's nothing they can do about it now. You just be like, "I'm not that guy." I'm not that guy anymore. I changed. <laughs> I woke up the next hey, morning, changed. Technically, they wouldn't know your name, so you could just be like, "Oh no, I have a twin. Maybe it was him. I don't know." <laughs> he knows. Could have name. a doppelganger. Oh no, they go back. He knows my name and when I'm when I'm wearing a mask. Like, hello, no. Mister Lira. What can I get for you here today? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> <Bye. laughs> Even when I walk in, he's like, what IPAs do we got on tab? I was like, oh, <laughs> no, it's too much. <laughs> Hello, right. Mr. Taylor. How are we doing? Hey, man. Sorry, guys. It was grocery shopping, but I appreciate your patience. <laughs> it's no problem. It's all right. We're going through the um, little bit of the pre-show. I think we'll, we'll start in a solid three minutes. How'd your grocery shopping go? Pick up all the lettuce and cabbage you need? Oh, bro. I mean, I got... Let, I got lettuce, cabbage, candy. I'm great. <laughs> the three C's. No, yeah, one, of those, one of those things. <laughs> CL, uh, C, uh, what is it? CLC? You're excited. I really did get actual candy, too. But okay. I, I bought pretzels for the first time ever the last time I was there. It was like me. What was like gluten free? I'm, I'm trying to get diet snacks. The problem is that I get hungry throughout the day, and I can only get so many fucking Faber uh, fiber shakes before I go crazy. I mean, just eat some vegetables or something. I don't know what no. healthy people do. Nah, have you ever had vegetables? They're, they're <laughs> no, <gross>. obviously I haven't. <laughs> if it ain't fried, JJ, I'm not eating it. I can't stand pretzels. I try. I've tried to get them as a snack before. It just doesn't, it I like, doesn't do it for me. I like yogurt covered pretzels. Like the I like you get Dots at the Central pretzels. Market. They're like Dots, six yeah, dollars, but they're they're like they crap. are pretty good. So, yeah. <laughs> We've gone into the unhealthy section. Celery is great if you fry it and pour it or whatever. Hey, I, hey, I shit you not. The best vegetable ever. Take this to the bank, gentlemen. Fried Potato. broccoli. <laughs> I can see that. Fried broccoli. It's excellent. I'm Fry everything. Ever. <laughs> it's the best vegetable ever. Not broccoli. It's two separate things. Fried broccoli <laughs> is the best vegetable ever. I do like the tempura, like at, you know, Asian restaurants. The you vegetable tempura, it's fantastic. I was about to say, you know what's funny? Most of the time when I get tempura, it's from Chili's, not from an Asian restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Chili's had that. Yeah, all the chicken is tempura fried, not normal fried. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Might have been it's a good. lot. 
Hey, the best chicken fried steak I used to have was Chili's before they took it off the menu. Man, working at Chili's, I learned how many calories that has. I was like, <laughs> I, don't even, I wouldn't even look at that shit. I would just. I remember one Chili's, time. You know? I think it was for Edward's birthday. I saw what he ordered, and I was like, dude, that's like two days worth of food. <laughs> So, hey, wait, guy, what are you doing? TJ, so Chili's is like this casual restaurant. (laughs) Kind of, you know, poorish to middle class people go to. It's really good. You should try it sometime. I know it's beneath you. I like I like the funny bitch, all right? (laughs) Honey Chipotle chicken crisp are delicious. That's my shit. Triple dipper, forget about it. Bro! <laughs> Southwest egg rolls and big mouth bites. Oh my God, this nigga. Come on. <laughs> Come on, I'm getting that shit tomorrow. I'd be dead ass telling you, I don't care. Why, the fuck, why the fuck you looking at the menu? The only option is at the top, this triple dipper. I never do. I never do. Straight up, it's either the two for, tw- well, two for 20 or the three for 10. Or the triple dipper. It's one of those three. They they actually had to change the rules in the triple dipper because people would order the triple dipper and then just order crisper, crisper, crispers, and you get more crispers than you get like in a they don't normal. Need, they're gonna fuck it up for everybody. Stop <laughs> doing three things. They give you three very good options. Just pick three of those different ones. You'll be fine. My choice personally is the crispers, the honey chipotle. Big Mouth, Big Mouth Bites and Southwest Egg Roll. That's the only combination. It's the only combo. One time they fucked up and gave me the fucking petals, the onion petals. <laughs> Keep that shit. I felt ripped off. I re- I'm like, this is a fucking onion ring. You gave me onion rings. I paid 50 cents for this? That's what it. <laughs> Come on. It's I'm a- not paying $12.99 for okay. onion rings. $12.99? Like, look, because the thing is, so people, if you have never been to Chili's, uh, and see, this is how much I like chilies because the triple dipper just dead ass. They don't fuck around. They're like, fuck, you know what your dipping sauces are? Ranch. Ranch, three kinds of. <laughs> they give you like five of them. They're if like, you order it to go, they give you five of them shits. One is avocado ranch, to be well, fair. For the, for the Southwest egg roll. Southwest egg roll. But the other ones you like, you can even tell Straight them. Straight ranch. Like, oh, just ranch. They're like, we don't fuck around. You know I'm what okay you with them. that, personally. <laughs> I, you no, know. I, that's what makes it tasty. Because yeah. uh, the thing is, right, in a lot of other places, you have you're, you're, you're strict on what you can get. But check it. You want a burger? You got that. You want chicken? You got that. You want some egg rolls just for shit, for shit, shits and giggles? You yeah. got that. A little, little Mexican-ish, you know, Mex- Tex-Mex type deal. <laughs> Bro, they throw beans in that and be like, yeah, Mexican. Boom, that's it. I guess it works. <laughs> sure. You no, know? it's chilly. <laughs> to me, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I hope they don't do any racist shit in the future or anything questionable where they have to put out like a Twitter apology because it's, I think, the best chain restaurant ever. Chili's? Absolutely. Oh, Not sure. even close to me. Well, what are we going to put? Applebee's? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> are, we talking like, are we talking like chain, like casual? Because I'm, I'm casual like, chain. I like, I like Cheesecake Factory, but that's a little expensive. Like, that's a. I was like, I was about to say, that's, that that's the expensive one. It's terrible. <laughs> you know what's good at Cheesecake Factory? The cheesecake. And yeah, that's you know all. what I got mad about as 
coming from a Mexican family where you go to the, the bakery down the street and then yeah. going to the Cheesecake Factory, is the fucking cheesecake is this small, like, when you order it. <laughs> it's like... Really? Yeah. Really? It, it, I, I'd be coming and they'd be, they'd be giving me too much. I'd be like, hey... I'd be saying, me too. Which one are you going to? Oh, fuck. Yeah, bro, I guess I'm going to the, to the wrong one. The one up the street from me. Yeah, <laughs> that, that they treated me pretty good. The food, again, yeah, was terrible, but the cheesecake was excellent. I went to I, I, the one down south off of um because whenever okay. I was by Barton Creek, right? And yeah. so they used to be like, hey, so here's your meal. Like, in, Actually, no, they don't do reasonably portions meals because, see, Tom, what you need to get from there is they got this Southwest pasta thing. Mm-hmm. Bro, it's literally like, I don't know how to describe it. There's no like, flavor in it, though. It, that's the thing that has flavor. That's what oh, got it's it. It's the one item. Okay. <laughs> but the thing is, like, much like chilies, when you go, like, I don't like chilies could suck on all their other shit. I've never had it. I've never had, <laughs> I had three things, four things if you count the chicken fried steak. I've had four things at chilies. My side dishes, I double them up. Loaded mash, <laughs> both. Double it. I'll keep your corn. I don't want the corn. You're not going to rip me the fuck off. The double mash, I mean, the loaded mash, that's where the value is. Give me two of those, please. That's the secret, y'all. If y'all getting it yeah. to go, they give you half of fucking corn on the cob they don't want that you that's a full side that's what your sides up i recommend you double your sides (laughs) this is the blackest (laughs) conversation we've had on (laughs) (laughs) the blackest conversation ever and we're here to talk about the oscars the whitest conversation (laughs) (laughs) We're a vanilla household. So we are. I like how this blends. So I figure between the four of us, minus maybe JJ, he's been on sabbatical for a little bit, as you can see. So, yeah. yeah. There's there's no cable in this cave. Yeah. Between the three of us, I I figure we've seen the majority of the movie. Because it's like every Oscars, it's only like fucking eight movies that have been nominated for like everything. And I'm pretty sure between us, we've seen most of those movies. I think we have. Yeah, like, I think we have. If we if we haven't, then we need to step our game up. This we is really the, do. I think we're doing things right podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's fine. It's relatable. I that's mean, everybody all the time. I'm going to be Yo, honest. Yo, can I, to the can I audience, call someone out after that? Uh, we were supposed to do Mortal Kombat today. Mortal Kombat said, fuck... <laughs> Competing with I don't know Falcon and Winter Soldier or something. You know? <laughs> now yeah, I, gotta I, don't <laughs> I don't get the logic either, but yeah, going out. Um. So and then we were like, we'll do Invincible, and then Invincible was like, all right, you one episode away from the finale, and it's like, well, that's not fun. So, <laughs> was, Let's do the Oscars, and I'm like, all right, two, next year when we do this, we're gonna create our own categories outside of the. The main yeah, we're gonna do our own version of this shit. We'll do our predictions and then we'll do our own. What? Yeah, I would like. Just so everybody knows, my goal is uh, my goal for next year's Oscars is definitely to yeah pre category with the pre show and then during the show have something going on just so we can hit it on both angles. Yeah, agreed. Maybe if our fearless lead, I'm getting love you. (laughs) (laughs) We already kind of started talking. About him a little bit, but uh, yeah, we're gonna Marco go- didn't even know this movie existed. Yeah, we didn't. I didn't know this movie existed either. We're going straight <laughs> into the animated category. Just Wait, to- time out, Marco, real quick before we do. We need to acknowledge something here. A bit of an elephant in the room. 
Hmm. A bit been of a sheep weird in the room. fucking a sheep in the room. There you go. <laughs> been a weird, weird, weird fucking year for movies. And if it's been a weird year for movies, it's going to be a weird year for award shows. As you saw with the Golden Globes, which was a clusterfuck, if you didn't see it, I didn't royal see clusterfuck, it. from the nominations to the fact there's no black people in the uh, what, what the Hollywood Foreign uh, Press Association, and to the fact that Daniel Kaluuya got cut off before he could say anything in his you know acceptance speech. So it was just terrible. So a lot of shit got nominated that probably shouldn't have. And I'm pretty sure the Oscars saw that and was like, yeah, we're not doing that. And they, they they cleaned theirs up a little bit, minus one movie that got totally snubbed, which I'm sure we'll talk about because it did get nominated for something. But yeah, it's it's bizarre. It's weird. It's a couple movies on here that a lot of people never heard of. One particular that I'm going to cover when we get to that category. But it's it's weird, which I like. I like that this is bizarre as fuck. And I, I have no idea who's going to win anything, but I'm sure we'll give our predictions here. That's yeah, we think we'll win. Bouncing off of that being a weird year. Funnily enough, I actually felt like in the year that I had the most at-home time was the year I've probably been the least on top of movies. Like normally, Same. I feel like I'm in theater. Maybe it's because like you know helping out with BT or or doing it for this podcast. Like I'm normally in theaters a bunch, but right, me too. Same here. Like it's a part of my regular route. Like actual pre-COVID routine is going to the movies all the fucking time. That's what I like to do. Like, it's my weekend routine, if nothing else. It's just fact, nice to get away, you know? It's Yeah, it's relaxation and an experience. Like, that's yeah, what yeah. movies and the love of the movie. Like, your sole focus is that shit that's on the screen. Nothing else. It's dark. Like, you're there. That's where your attention's going. Whereas here, my attention's going everywhere else but what's on the fucking screen. So it's mm-hmm. it's tough unless it's King Kong versus Godzilla or some crazy shit. I mean, it's HBO Max movies I didn't see. And that's free for me. <laughs> like, and I'm just like, yeah, like uh what was it the Denzel Washington movie? Uh the little thing? Didn't yeah. see that. Tom and Harry eh, didn't see that, but who cares? But yeah, like it's quite a few that I, I wanted to see Judas and the Black Messiah again. I only saw it once. So <laughs> it's weird, man. And it's just like I said, it's gonna be—it's a weird Oscars. It's gonna be a weird Oscars. So, like, just let, let, let's get into it because it's—it's—it's it's giving me a headache how weird it is. It's bizarre <laughs> as fuck. Hold up, Marco. One second. Hey, Go Tommy. Ahead. I'll call you out on something. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, you ain't got a Netflix, my nigga. Like, <laughs> so here's the thing. What happened? Here's the thing, and this isn't gonna make me f- sound. You're gonna, you're gonna, it's better. gonna be sad, actually, because I know how this story. Marco goes. knows. Yeah, Marco <laughs> knows what it is. So I was using my Xbox Netflix account, and mm. yeah, mm. things and stuff, and now I don't have it anymore. So <laughs> and it's the thing to where like I could get it, but why? See, the thing is, uh, after after I got my last job, and especially being in quarantine, I decided, man, fuck all this, me relying on that shit. I got money. I got all of them. I got them all. Who, y'all got my Disney Plus. Yeah. Y'all got, Tommy, you can have my Netflix. Nigga, hold up. I got, I got, I got Tubo. I got random shit. I got YouTube. I have YouTube uh, TV for no goddamn reason. Oh, that's that's excessive. That's lavish <laughs> as fuck. 
<laughs> I actually canceled it uh, this week. That's I'm how I know. That's I, the filet mignon <laughs> of streaming services. It's eighty two dollars a month. I was like, oh, you because no is- one needs it, but like people who have money to burn get it. I noticed, and they don't like commercials. It's no commercials, man. and but, for whatever sorry. reason, they want to listen to videos and not watch them. Because you can do oh. that on your phone, and yeah. You can no, like YouTube premium. Because no, YouTube premium's dope. I do mm. like YouTube premium. Like, that's like how I get YouTube music. But YouTube, right. music, you don't need that. No. You know what you need? You need an Oscar show from us. Go ahead, Marco. I'm sorry. I've been driving. <laughs> no, that's fine, man. I, it is. I was. It, it's just very true. Like, this was a weird year. This was. Uh, we were me and Tommy were talking before anybody showed up. That was like, dude, I watched more Shutter movies than anything else this <laughs> this year. Like, I bought the Shutter Network and was like, yeah, horror movies will be my escape. But uh, I did manage. I would say I caught seventy five percent of these movies. So this is kind of yeah, uh, about there. Yeah, I would say this is my. This is our. If we were to quit the show name, it's like, eh, this is kind of what we feel about the Oscars. Um, to begin with, I don't put a lot of faith in the Oscars. I've been mad at the Oscars ever since they gave the award to Forrest Gump over Pulp Fiction. But oh, it, it got me. Who was it? Oh, it was some, somebody over y'all. That one too. Yeah, this <laughs> is Stallone getting snubbed for Creed and Michael Keaton getting snubbed for Best Actor for oh, I forgot who actually fucking. Oh, I think it was like Colin Firth or some shit. I don't know who actually won. I'll look it up, but it pissed me the fuck off because Batman, I wanted Batman to win an Oscar. That's my Batman, JJ. I also best, I mean, even then when I had a little bit of faith and I started getting back into movies, uh, Rourke not winning for The Wrestler was another thing. Oh, that's another one, yeah. I don't, I don't agree. And I'm pissed off this year that Regina King didn't get nominated. Did she get nominated for Best Director? We can if check not, that out. Uh, well, straight you up know what? We'll get there when we get there. Because right now, oh, there you go. True. We're on, we are on animated film, as you can see in the trailers in the background. We uh, <laughs> we saw the trailers for Onward, Over the Moon, Shaun of the Sheep, Farmageddon, uh, Soul, Wolfwalkers, and uh, Soul and Wolfwalkers. Those are the five nominated movies. Uh, I will say I saw Onward, Over the Moon, and Soul. I. Wolfwalkers looks cool, but it just—it seems like one of those movies that's it's very like girthy, so it's gonna take me a while to watch, like Kubo and the Six Strings. I didn't watch that one on the first drive. I did, I watched that one in the theater. <laughs> um, see me, I'm, I, I have to step back on this category. I'm not a big animated guy. It took a lot for me to watch Soul, which is really? you know. Yeah, which is my, of course, my favorite because I don't care what anybody says. I look like Joe Gardner if I throw my glasses off. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, that's literally that's. Oh, I saw Onward, which was trash. I I did not like that movie at all. And the fact it went straight to Disney Plus, I was okay with. I liked it enough, but it's not Pixar quality. It, it's, it's not. It's not gonna win. <laughs> it's up there. It's not of gonna win. Not. Soul's probably gonna win more than like either that or, or the yeah the, or the uh, the Shaun of the Sheep. Shaun the Sheep movie. Shaun the Sheep. There you go. Look at Shaun of the Dead. Shaun the Sheep. Yeah, it's gonna win. It's out of those two. TJ, uh, do you see anything in this category? <laughs> Sorry, I, was, I realized I was muted. 
And uh, I was typing up a client email because I'm on my work, I'm on my work laptop. So I was like trying to fucking send that off. But um, yes, I did. <laughs> I, I watched um, Soul and Soul and Soul. Um, <laughs> I don't like Pixar that much, so I'm not about to watch Onward. But Soul was awesome, and I don't think that there's anything else in this category that could even come close to it. Um, Maybe Sean the Sheep. Sean the Sheep is pretty fun, but um. Yeah. Outside of that, um, I'm not. It's not that I'm not an animation person, like because I actually, the reason why, especially more recently, I've been so supportive of animated movies is because, um, Spy- I feel like Spider Man into the Spider Verse didn't get the recognition it deserved by some people just because it was animation. So now I'm like, yo, everybody should go see animated movies more. The last year, of course, it being the year, um, just didn't check it out. But uh, yeah, animation was probably my weakest category out of all these um, in terms of like. Same here. So I guess not without going too deep into it, we unanimously choose Soul to kind of win. Yeah. <laughs> Soul is going to take it. Like, uh, unless the the Wolf Walker or whatever it's called, The Secret of the Kills so. 2, <laughs> unless they pull it <laughs> what it is, completely what magical. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here's how we should do it. This is how most like, little prediction things do it. What we think will win and what kind of the dark horse we think or kind of want to sneak in win, actually. I so, want school to win, and I think it will win. <laughs> so, same here. I concur. I, I think Make so that real easy. Win, <laughs> but I really want Sean the Sheep to win because stop motion is... Like it never wins. It so you don't want die. to win, Jay. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, sheep are let's, black. Let's stop motion die. <laughs> but the sheep are black. But I like stop motion. What oh, is? <laughs> so, so here's the biggest weakness of Wolfwalkers right here. It's an Apple original. Apple? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not watching <laughs> that shit. <laughs> I just brag about having every service and I ain't got Apple TV. <laughs> no, that's, see, that's bad. And I'm always like this. I haven't even done the trial for it. I'm always like this close from trying it because I want to see Ted Lasso. I want to see the Billie Eilish documentary. I want to see Cherry with Tom Holland. That shit that people say is not that great. I want to see all those things, but it's like. It's Apple TV. Bro, Apple, not to get into it, <laughs> Apple's making my life hell for work already. I need a support. It makes my life hell just in general with their, their billing process, but that's a whole other thing. Amen. Stop billing me out of the blue, Apple. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Stop having an iPhone. <laughs> I have an iPhone. I have, a, I have an iMac. I have a, two MacBooks. Bro, so being with Apple, Apple is like being yeah. in, a, in an abusive Stockholm syndrome <laughs> relationship. Like, you want to get out? You do. Underneath oh, all that's the a strong you... analogy. Yeah, you do. It's it's a little less than that, but yeah, no, you want to get out. Of <laughs> you want to get out, but but you can't. You can't because you like stuck. man that iMessage, them green text messages. <laughs> like like. Hey, I can go from my bedroom to my living room. My messages go everywhere, and it's great. But hey, I'm sorry, Marco. We went on a no, tangent. It's fine. We need to go next on tangents category. because uh, the next category is actress in a supporting role. I saw two of these movies. Let's see. Cool. Yeah. I saw Minor, uh, Minari and Borat, mm-hmm. and, and I feel like Minari oh, oh. blows this one out of the uh, out of the water. But let, let's just go through the nominees. I don't think we're going to talk too long about this one. Uh, it's so. The nomination for Minari—that's the grandmother, right? Yeah, and she does. Okay. That's all you need to know. 
Yeah. <laughs> I've seen enough clips and heard enough about her to to be like, oh, I hope she wins. I She's hope- who I'm rooting for. But I think I know who will win. Actually, take, I take that back. I'm sorry. She's second. She's the second person. If the person I want to win doesn't win, I want her to win. The person I want to win. Oh, you want to run down the nominations? I apologize, Mark. No, I'll that's fine. It was just uh, I. I only saw two of these movies. I do think Minari okay. takes it just because uh, Yu Jung Jun is pl- mm-hmm. she's playing a grandma. It doesn't matter what a grandma does. If you told me that the actress in a supporting role was the grandma from Coco, I was like, yeah. <laughs> now see, Marco though, this could have been Battle of the Grandmas. You do realize that, right? Because uh, it's another it's another role in here that's also a grandma role. And it's actually if the movie was actually good, he would have won this easily. And that's Glenn Close for Hillbilly uh oh, how do you say Elegy? Elegy, yeah. Elegy, I- yeah. He'll, it's a terrible movie, but she's actually pretty good in it. I did see that one. I didn't finish it because it's that bad. It's directed <laughs> by Ron Howard, I believe. Like, it was, it's kind of a big deal. And it was not great. It's starring her and uh, Amy Adams. And it's it's very Clint Eastwoodish. I feel like Ron Howard is mm. turning into the next Clint Eastwood. Gotcha. Because, He's gonna yeah, because the guy. Who, now? <laughs> <laughs> he will. I guarantee you he will, JJ. Give him a call. Him Damn it, <laughs> But yeah, like Glenn Close looks outrageous in this movie. Like if you just it's look at her makeup, by a true and story. I look, hated her. She looks like a southern grandma. Yeah, and it's a true story about a guy who's okay at best. Like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like it's a story you know, about me. I know about five dudes. I know five guys who've had stories worse than this, similar but worse than this. But that grandma is like I feel like that grandma is every. Texas grandma ever. Every Southern grandma, no matter what race, there's a version in your race of that grandma. But yeah, again, movie's not good enough for her to win. (laughs) (laughs) Who I'm rooting for is Maria Bakalova. I hope to God she wins because not only is she super talented, she's crazy beautiful. I hope that she like becomes a star. Like she was great in Borat. She was I think she was better than Sasha Baron Cohen in that movie. She was better than Sasha Baron. She carries yeah. the movie because she uh, totally does. Borat shenanigans don't really work in this day and age anymore. No, the commentary, yes, but the antics, no. And, yeah, and I he, and when I found out they were even having a Borat too, which was like two weeks before it came out, I think, like everybody else, <laughs> it was. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, he's doing it again. And then I saw that, oh, he's not alone. He has his girl with him now. And I thought she was just going to be there maybe for a few little segments of scenes. And no, like, it's, she's a hardcore co-star. Like, it's her, her and Borat's movie, basically. And she's, like, the heart of it. And she makes it. And you almost, I mean, you really do fall in love with her in this movie. Like, you love her. You're like, she's great. I really like her. <laughs> Give her the next movie and let her do her thing. I would be perfectly fine with that. We don't even need Borat anymore. Like, it's an <laughs> official kind of passing of the torch. And it's just great. And the and her herself is great. I saw her on, like, Stephen Colbert. And she, like, literally came out of nowhere. She's from, I forgot what country. I'm sure you can look it up, Marco. I can look it up real quick. Uh, but it's her first American movie. 
And like she just got picked out of a cast and search, and it ended up working out pretty great. Grateful, she is from Bulgaria. Bulgaria. <laughs> so come on, it's hard to kind of get out of Bulgaria. I'm assuming. And now she's an Oscar nominee. So I mean, on Rusev Day. <laughs> um, I don't think it's that hard when you look like that. I'll give you that one for free. <laughs> <laughs> But, she's uh, gorgeous, man. Like she, yeah, she's beautiful. Um, so we carried Maria Bakalova, Bakalova, Borat subsequent uh, film, Hillbilly <laughs> Elegy, going close. I'm fucking this up because I'm all tongue tied. Anybody <laughs> see the father on this note? Oh uh, no, I wanted to. I did. I don't it think was I saw one of any of these movies so far. <laughs> Hey, if the father would have been like five ninety nine, I totally would have rented it. But you know, <laughs> as it were, I'll wait and I will see it. I do intend on seeing it. But like, fuck, it's Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Coleman. Both have won Oscars already. They're like British acting royalty. Okay, it's one of those. It's that movie. It's one every year, Marco, and you know it. It's that British movie that nobody here has seen. And it's got just the most prestigious British actors in it. And it's like, okay, if the person I think uh, is going to win doesn't win, it's going to be one of these British fuckers. That's just, it's like the fallback for the Oscars. It's like, all right, if your favorite doesn't win, a British person will win. And you can't complain because they're great actors. And everyone knows that. Yeah, man, I'm still giving it to this grandma. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I wanted to see this movie so bad Really the only reason I didn't see Minari Was just time Because I would have totally rented it And watched it today if I didn't have to have to work Like I, I really want to see it. I'm going to see it probably tomorrow Or later tonight So so I'm sorry for anybody in the audience I was like oh man I hope they talk about The father that one, that was like, Yeah sorry you shit out of luck there. Uh, <laughs> I'll watch it if it's worth talking about I'll let you know Bro I don't uh, even talk to my father Let <laughs> <laughs> alone watch a movie called The Father um, <laughs> Like yeah. you guys could have done better with the title Like what the fuck <laughs> But who I think my dark horse is at least Is Amanda Seyfried Who I wouldn't mind winning either It's a, Most of these actresses I wouldn't mind winning Mine is Glenn Close and Olivia Colman Because they've already won I, I didn't see Mank, so if you want to talk about Mank. I did so- see Mank. What? Uh, I think I did see Mank. I think Mank is nominated for the most. Uh, I think it's like, maybe Marco, there you go, you're the guy. I think it was nominated for the most out of all so of them. I'm but- going by category. I mean, it mm-hmm. definitely was the one that most people were talking about. I don't know why, though. See, here's the thing with it's Mank. it's black it's, and white. I feel it's, like yeah. No. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with that, and it works for this, because I see what they were trying to do with it. And for what they were tra- for David Fincher, by the way, directed this. If you're a big David Fincher fan like me, then you're definitely going to want to see it. But it's unlike really any other David Fincher movie. It's Fincher like at all. It's completely different. He's doing some kind of completely different. Minus the music, which is by Trevor. Uh, is it Resnick? 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 Trevor? Trent Resnick? I'm Trent sorry. Resner, Trent Resnick. Well, he might be all. Who over works with him on every that. movie? Because he's nominated twice, by the way, in the was, same category. I was about to say, I know he's nominated for Soul, of all fucking things. Yeah, he's yeah. nominated for Soul, and he's nominated for Mank also, which has a very, you know, 1940s vibe to it, you know. Uh, but 
Mank is good. It is good, and she is really good in it. Honestly, she's probably the best thing in it. I think I know Gary Oldman's in it, and he's Gary Oldman, so you know it's he's great, of course. But like, she's a surprise. She like, okay, the chick from Mean Girls. Wow, she I haven't really seen her in much in a while since that movie with Justin Timberlake. So, what is she? But <laughs> <laughs> oh, she wasn't Ted Two. Okay, yeah. Ted Two was the last thing I saw him. Yeah. So, yeah, so the last thing I saw him was tattooing like nothing. So you're thinking, oh, wow, I guess she kind of just slipped into obscurity, huh? She pops up in this and gets nominated for an Oscar and a Golden Globe. She deserves it, though. Like, she looks like a starlet that would be around back then. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still giving it to Grandma. I'm sorry, but yeah. She deserves it. Okay, so all right, so your pick. All right, so who do you think will win, Marco? Oh, wait. I'm sorry. TJ, did you see any of these? Fuck are these movies? <laughs> okay. That, that, that sums it up pretty well. <laughs> I feel I feel so, I feel so like, I've never Again, felt. Again, it's like, a weird year. So this is, look, people, this is perfectly fine because most of you are in the exact same boat. It's all right. Continue. <laughs> you should be totally fine in the next category. So I yeah. pick one grandma. Tommy picks um, Amanda. Um, and that's that'll <laughs> no, close. I don't. I pick. I pick Maria. Okay, pick Maria. Yeah, I and think she'll win. Now we're going hey, to actor in a rep grandma squad. <laughs> Which one, TJ? Which one though? It's two of them. You, baby. You, you, June, 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 June. Okay. Right. Um. So now we go to a a movie that we well mo- a lot of this movie we reviewed most of this the people in actor and supporting roles. Uh, okay. We didn't review Trial of the Chicago 7, which is Sasha Barra Cohen, but we did see Judas and the Black Messiah, which has two actors in supporting role nominations. Mm. I've watched all these. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of these I haven't seen is Trial of the Chicago 7, but I have words. I have some, I've seen clips of this actor in this role, and yeah, I don't I'm like, worried for Daniel it's Kalula. It's the weakest of these movies. I thought... Look, see, it's one that I'm like, okay, all these actors that are in this movie, I should Aaron Sorkin wrote and directed, I should want to see this. And I just it was I never got around to it and I was okay with it. Because I, it was so many to me other movies that people talked about a little bit more that I actually saw. All of these movies actually, minus this one. And I'm like I just never got around to it. And people kind of stopped talking about it too. And that made me kind of feel like Being okay, well, it's wind. Um, it was cool. Like it's one of the ones that I mean, I like. Like, hold on, I'm trying to put it like not like oh, I'm getting mad. Like, but um, it was cool. It was a good one. It's definitely a tough category though. Tough, tough. This is one. gonna be a very tough category. It yeah. actually <laughs> probably. They should take like I think Vegas is loving this Oscars because they can really go just hog wild. <laughs> no one knows who's gonna win any of this. I was shit. about to say like this is probably legit harder than actor in leading role. Like it is actually looking at them both, um, but it's, it's Sasha Baron Cohen, Daniel Kuluya, uh, Kaluya. Kaluya, Lakeith Kaluya. Yes, there you go. Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, Judas, uh, Paul Racy, and Leslie Odom Jr. from One Night in Miami. So I actually saw all these movies. Um, I think I want to give it to Daniel <laughs> right off the top. 
I do too. I do too. <laughs> he won the Golden Globe, and that's usually a good sign. I really want him to win this shit. Mm-hmm. Him or honestly, him or Leslie Odom. Everybody, you know, but obviously, we know Leslie Odom probably isn't gonna win it. Uh, uh fuck, man. Uh, has there ever been three black actors nominated in one category before? The Oscars straight up said, "We're never. We're not. We're not the Golden Globes, baby." <laughs> <laughs> I told you. They were like, "No, nah, you ain't bringing that. You're not gonna make fun of our show on our show like you did to the Golden Globes." They were clowning mm-hmm. on the Golden Globes on the Golden Globe. It was embarrassing as fuck. So I knew the Oscars was like, "Nah, fuck that noise." Three black actors, throw them in there. We're good. Even if they're in the same movie, I don't give a fuck. Throw them in there. But these two actors in the same movie totally deserved it. But I'm confused. One of these motherfuckers had to be the lead. Am I wrong? Who was the lead then? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Keith Stanfield should have been nominated for best for actor. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he was the black messiah, you know, but he was, you know, probably the lead in it. Like, is why? Why did you do this? It seemed a little forced. They both deserve it, but, you know. I don't know how you could pick, honestly, we we all saw Judas and the Black Messiah. Who would you honestly give it to out of those two in that movie? Honestly, now. Uh, I'm going to need you to stop. I'm going to need you to stop. I'm going to this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I would give it to Lakeith. I would give it to Lakeith over, over Daniel. As personally. The, I'm leaning more towards Lakeith, too. Yeah. Uh, like, but at the he same went to time, some dark places, JJ. At the same time, like I, I agree with you. Like I, I'm leaning more towards Lakeith, but that's that might just be more because I feel like the movie spends more time with him. So like, but <laughs> <laughs> see, the thing technically, Daniel Kaluuya is a supporting actor in this, and he technically would deserve to win in a supporting actor. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it puts me in a weird spot. Yeah, this movie it does. Well, this movie makes it unfair for some of the other people in this uh, in this um, in this category because, like we're saying, like either one could have gotten the lead call, you know? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, either one could have, and you would have been like, okay, cool, because they almost have equal time on screen. But it's like, I guess that's the way they ranked it here or categorized it to put them both in the same category. But okay, cool. Let's. <laughs> One of them will win that just makes the chances for an actor from that movie, which I love, to win an Oscar. And I always, when a black person wins an Oscar, like, it just puts something in my heart. I love it. I love black Oscar winners. It's amazing. Because they make it look so easy. I don't know if you noticed that, but they kind of do, right? Um, Like, you have Jennifer Hudson. I think Dreamgirls was her first movie. Won an Oscar. Monique, a comedian, does a dramatic role, wins an Oscar. Seems like with ease. Like, damn near every big black actor has won an Oscar. I love it. This is the other odd man out that's not black, Paul Ricci. Um. <laughs> but he's deaf. He is deaf. No, no. So, the, uh, the, uh, the, so he's nominated for Best Actor. He's yeah. nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Right. Um, Which, the way it usually goes... But he is actually deaf, right? Uh, I don't know. I believe he is. Yeah. And yeah, and he, he was great. Technically, I guess, if, I, if you want to go on doing, you know. See, I I, I, I don't even want to say more with less, but yeah. Like he, I, I feel his whole like role, he doesn't speak. 
subtly nudged me to pick Lakeith on the the basis that he actually has more range in this move in the role. It's the role. In the role, right. he can yeah. do more. It's the role. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's not nothing even... against the actors, but yeah, no, it's totally the role for him. He could do way more. Honest to God, they both had their own challenge because I know it's not easy being an actual person, an actual figure, historical figure. I feel like that's a challenge in and of itself. And this character, who's complex as fuck, is what? definitely... Well, that's funny, because it's four yeah. characters that are based on real people. Uh, four out of five are yeah. based on real people. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I think I, I'm... Because of the role, I, and, and I understand that this isn't a, a fall in the actor, because I think Daniel will win one soon. I mean, uh, what has he been in that's bad? But uh, Nothing. Yeah. Not a thing. Tell me. <laughs> But I think I'm going to give Le- uh, to Lakeith just because he carries it and he has to. He he's literally acting about acting. It's three or four different gears or three or four emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's a lot. Uh, any all right? So I pick Lakeith. Oh, we got and okay. So we have Leslie Odom Jr. It was great, fantastic. He's a great actor, great singer. Thought it was a great Sam Cooke. I love One Night in Miami. Probably my favorite movie of the year. Uh, It did eventually beat out Judas and the Black Messiah after further thought. I told you. You did. I told you. you. (laughs) Barely, but it did. And we have Sasha Baron Conan, who I think will win, honestly. I think Daniel's going to get upset by Sasha. And there you go. I didn't even really like that movie. I, I will, on a side note, say that it's funny that even Daniel's bad movies, like bad movies, are still good. It's Kick-Ass 2. Was he in Kick-Ass 2? He was Black Death, apparently. Oh, my God. I did not know that. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. That man did everything. Wow. He's in everything. Forgot he was in Black Panther. I had the poster, and I was passing by, and I'm like, oh, the fuck he was in that, too. Uh... And then I think we'll do... So Tommy wanted to do music, original score. Score, not song, because I don't know any of those songs. Okay, score. Yes. Um, I'm going to take a backseat to this one. Uh, you yeah, know I'm a big I... fan of scores, honestly. It's, I... It, honestly, it, I was I went to film school and all that shit. That was one... A, being a, a film composer was something I really was in. Because I love music and I love film, and that's the merger of the two mm-hmm. and i really truly wanted to do that still kind of have an interest in it i don't know but i love this category well uh for original score yeah uh terrence blood is nominated terrence blanchard is narrated for the five bloods trent reznor you're right mank at an atticus ross uh emil missouri uh, minari james newton howard news of the world and Trent Reznor once again for Soul, and John Baptiste. Yeah, <laughs> give, give Stephen Colbert's side man some credit. He's, he got nominated for an Oscar. But yeah, and Atticus I'm Ross. I'm just gonna pick too. Soul then. I already want Trent to win just because he's the dude from Nine Inch Nails. Well, he has the best chance out of anybody. Uh, yeah, no, it's gonna be either Mank or Soul. I think it's gonna be Soul because jazz and jazz is probably the best music genre there is so yeah and i love other music genres but jazz just it is like it's amazing it's a fantastic music genre 
and I think that's Oscar bait like a son of a bitch. So, yeah, <laughs> that's my pick. My pick is Soul, Black Horse is Mank. The Five Bloods did have a good score, though, by the way. I don't know I, if you I didn't see that one. Oh, goddamn. You, re- you need to see it more than anybody. I'm down. It's just that. You being like, look, I don't even, like, I don't know, honestly, because you are a soldier. Yeah. Respect, of course. I don't know how you feel about movies that depict war and shit. So I had this weird thing where they make me kind of tense, but they're also really yeah. long and nothing. <laughs> you like it's just the length. It's, it's, it, it's well, it's because the whole way that war movies happen is like we're gonna build the tension. So yeah. when Vin Diesel loses his arm in the first five minutes of um, Saving Private Ryan, it's like that's the only action for like an hour. And that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of like the beat for most war movies. So that's the reason I don't like war movies actually isn't come down to like, oh, I protest the war or do this. Right. It's just like it's slow. It's like I want just John the Woo. genre itself. Yeah, yeah. It was like, <laughs> I want John Woo millions of bullets. Going yeah. nuts. So, <laughs> this, is, this one is weird. This is more Three Kings to me than it. Three Kings is the movie I I, I related to Kings. the most. So that's, I like it's kind of what it is. And it's but it's more of a ser- more serious, of course. It's Spike Lee, so obviously, but it's it's amazing. I really love, I, and it's a movie I forget about because it's been so many amazing movies. Majority have not been nominated, and this is one of them. I mean, nominated for like best picture of the big categories, and The Five Bloods is definitely one of them. Another Chadwick Boseman movie, and it's phenomenal, man. Like you need to watch. I think you'll actually like it. Pretty, pretty good. You dig it the most. I'm down to watch it. <laughs> Yeah, TJ, you got anything to say about uh, this category? Nope. All right, so we're going on to writing, and I think we've seen most of these movies. Um, that's bad to say for pre-show of the Oscars. See, but <laughs> <laughs> I think we have. Uh... <laughs> um, we got Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, oh, pause, pause, pause. My bad, my bad, my bad. Soul. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh. Minari, uh, <laughs> Promising Young Women, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7 for Best Original Screenplay. See, the thing about Best Original Screenplay, and it's it's been like a long-known thing, is it's the movie that probably should win Best Picture, but the Oscars is too nervous to do so. Or it doesn't have the balls enough to do so. Because that... Best Picture Awards usually reserved for the movie that's been nominated the most, you know, has made the most noise or has the most hype or, you know, whatever the case, has won Golden Globes and other awards. That's usually what that is reserved for. But Best, like, original screenplay, that's Pulp Fiction won that. Uh, Get Out won that. Black Klansman won that. So it's like the movie that you're like, okay, really, this probably should have won Best Picture. This movie has a great cha- It's the Intercontinental Championship of the <laughs> That's what it is. It's the best way to describe it. It's this. the workhorse title. All right, guys. Jordan Peele has an Oscar, and this is the reason why, because of this category. You know what I mean? Hey, uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck have Oscars, and it's because of this category. Like, so it's it's my one of my favorite categories. I think it's a cool category. I mean, I do like it a lot. I I just I don't know how category, to actually how to comment on this one because I'm not reading the <laughs> screenplay. That's my that's my only all thing. You're listening to the 
words, though, Marco. I get the that, word, but I, I also understand that actors just adapt pieces. things. Like, why don't he love me, man? Like, I just get that. Like, they, they, I, I, somebody has to come up with the the concept in, of the conversation in general. But it's okay. just, I, in order to really judge, you will this give us our credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying I want to read it. That's all I'm saying. Like that's the you can. Only thing. They're online. I could send you all of these screenplays. Good, because I would. But will you really get out of read. it what you get out of it? But when watching the movie, you know. Well, I mean, when that's it comes to question. writing and then me seeing it as a story, I mean, I'll give. Yeah. All right, that's one thing. But I just want to be able to read it. That's the only thing that I'm. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But, um, I mean, I want to save these. I almost want to give it to Minari. But it would, that would almost... I don't think it's going to win because that's two Korean movies back-to-back. Like... <laughs> <laughs> we got to spread the wealth around. <laughs> hey, look. In all honesty, you know how the Oscars has to stay current and has to stay woke. And, like, I feel like Minari might win a lot. I don't know when the voting started and stopped with the Oscars. So, I don't know. But it's been some real shitty things that have been happening to Asian Americans, which is a hot topic. And you know, again, you know how the Oscars are. It's what happened. What happened when they were voting? Did those three dudes, those three separate instances of black people getting shot, uh, yeah. happen, or did Asian hate? Which hashtag? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah, honestly, that's it. Hey, police brutality against black people with a movie that's against police brutality <laughs> against black people or Asians. They're getting really hassled very badly and violently. Minari, we have that about an Asian family in Arkansas. That's all I need to tell you. So wh- where are we at right here? Which, which you know, issue that needs to be solved in America outweighs the other to win the to win this Oscar? I don't know. Personally, I think Promising Young Woman's going to win this one easily. Uh, was it uh, if it had come out last year during the Me Too hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> well, it technically got kind of a hashtag Me Too 2.0 thing going right now. Keep that in mind. Um, Sound of Metal quietly leaves the room. Uh, <laughs> uh, to me, uh, Sound of Metal's probably going to get shut out, which is a shame because it's a great movie, but it's probably going to get shut out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've already... I would just lean towards Minari, but this is I I like all these movies except for Trials I can see Minari one. Yeah, God, you really don't like that. No, I don't. You and I, I told you I didn't see that when you were like, well, you know, I would give you mine, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, well, it's you know, not uh, worth seeing. TJ, but, any note? Hmm. Come back to me. Where's JJ? <laughs> I only Black Messiah, so <laughs> like by default I have to pick that one. <laughs> Sound of Metal's on Prime, and then I mean I think... I'm aware, but like if if I'm not gonna get a burger, an overpriced burger or an overpriced pizza and an overpriced beer with the with the movie, I don't feel like watching it, apparently. He's like us, it's tough, man. It's just hard to do. Bro, it really like, is hard at to my do. house. My PlayStation also has The Witcher. Like I'm, <laughs> it, 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 it is an overall problem for The Sound of Metal that I love metal music, and I was like, "Sweet, so this is going to be like the story of a dude that slowly losing his hearing, and he's going to need to choose between touring and hearing loss." Like I thought that was the way it was going to go, like the Rocky, but with metal music. Yeah. No. 
See, <laughs> I I only saw the title and I didn't see like a, a trailer or anything when I was like on the rare occasions where I'm like, what's Prime got? <laughs> um, you know, before Invincible debuted or anything. Uh, so I only saw the title and I thought it was like a documentary style movie. And I was like, ah, I'm not in the mood for that right now. So going to keep going. Uh, it wasn't until later that I found out. No, it's a, it's, it's an original script. Like, oh, it's too late now. I, I, <laughs> I'm trying to platinum Tekken Seven, so like, this is my, this is what my PlayStation does now. It plays Tekken. <laughs> Getting ready for that video game tournament we're having. <laughs> Bro, I don't, I don't know why y'all trying to have a video game tournament where I'm involved. Like, this is the, <laughs> like the one thing was. Um, and then that got me. Tommy came over and got his got got beat. I sent him home. And I was like, "Hey man, here's a bag of tissues." <laughs> hey, I bought a controller for him. I'm like, "I'll take I'll, like if it's a if it's a fighting game tournament. If it's a so, fight." So here's the thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. what I, happened? I, what did I miss here? <laughs> we're interrupting the original screenplay just to talk about video games for a little bit. But uh, you want to go, TJ? <laughs> <laughs> um. Pick your boys, homie. I will, ad- I will admit that. Got- <laughs> you know, you we'll don't talk- want this to be Tommy. Come I'm on. not going to talk about <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> well, it's on, the, 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 the spotlight is still on TJ. He just needs to pick an original screenplay and then we'll move on. Oh, okay, go come on, Judas, TJ. baby. Judas has got Judas. <laughs> Judas so we got three baby. Judases. And, wait, no, you had you had a Minari. So we got a Minari, two Judases, and a promising young woman. I'm going to be right. Like I would bet all you're gonna be right, money. actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I watch this shit every year since I was ten. Like I know exactly how it's gonna go, and yeah, that that's promising young woman's award, hands down. So, I think this one normally goes to a Marvel movie, but there was no Marvel movies last year. <laughs> <laughs> so let me guess: best special effects, visual effects. Yeah. So that's gonna be Love and Monsters, which you wanted to talk about for a little bit. Uh, the Midnight Sky, Mulan, which was not great. Yeah, the one and yeah, Mulan ladies, nigga, they grabbed, they really scraped. They were grasping for straws on this one. They really were grasping for straws. Tenet, which doesn't really have much CGI in it, it's mostly practical. It's Christopher Nolan. Oh, well, yeah. then that's my pick. Practical. I, 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 feel, I feel like I feel like you could have put one night on here with if Mulan made it, dog. Fuck it. Like, <laughs> no CGI one night. You could shockingly, one night. shockingly, in this category, uh, this is the one category where I have seen all but Tenet. I've seen all these movies, but Tenet. So you're the best one to decide which. Oh, okay. Oh god damn. This is B <laughs> This is B team like a son of a bitch. This is straight <laughs> J not a good roundup. Like movie. this is terrible. Who's like I wanna like, watch these. Marco, do me a quick favor. Look up maybe one or two movies that have won this award in the past. Just just set a standard. Because I can guarantee you none of these movies <laughs> are probably at that level. Visual like effects these are, 2020 was won by... Let me guess. Endgame? I feel like it was won oh, by... No, wait, no. Was Endgame 2020 with that beat? No, Endgame would have been... 
Okay. But it's 2020 for 2019, so it is Avenger. No, Avengers oh, Endgame didn't win. It was 1917. So I guess oh, Marvel's just good. nominated a lot because they're yeah, not they the they nominated a lot, but they they never win. Okay. 1917, fantastic Wow, the fucking movie. Jungle Book won in 2016. Holy shit. <laughs> Still better than the categories here. We have The One and Only Ivan, which is a Disney Plus movie that nobody saw. I just so happened to see it because my niece was watching it when I went to go visit her aunt and, like, my cousin. Well, she's, like, my niece, my cousin, who's, like, my sister. She was watching it in... Nothing impressive. Like it's a gorilla that you know talks. Okay, it it looks TV quality somewhat. So yeah, that's trash. Mulan. I mean, it was meant for the big screen to be fair, but you you all saw it. It's okay. Hey, wait a minute. Where the fuck is Kong? <laughs> oh wait, be Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you a little too, you a little too in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dial it back a little bit, JJ. But y'all know, like Mulan. Uh, Can't they make an exception in this case? <laughs> they should. I mean... <laughs> they really should. I'm Holy like... shit, shit! The... Mulan didn't have anything special, like as far as effects went. Like um, that's why I said one night should have been in here. If Mulan, met... I don't understand how Mulan got even. Who was like, shit? Someone had to be like, shit. We need a yeah. Movie. I don't know. They don't even have Mushu in Mulan. <laughs> no, it does. <laughs> it went a completely different direction, JJ. Midnight Sun. It's all he Netflix. wanted was some Mushu. <laughs> Midnight Sun is on Netflix. They give a lot of money, but for whatever reason, every uh, movie on Netflix like that is special effects driven. Seems to lag for whatever reason. It just seems to be missing that little extra something that makes a movie like blockbuster quality when it comes mm-hmm. to special effects. Midnight Sun is uh, Midnight Sky is no uh, exception to that, starring old George Clooney. My favorite movie in this category, and I was telling Marco before this started, a movie that would have been in theaters and probably would have been that sleeper hit that people were like, "Oh wow, I wasn't expecting Whoa, this to be so fuck? great." Like- that this movie die is right in front of him. Fucking excellent! <laughs> it's Loving Monsters, which is a Paramount movie that would have been released now. in theater, starring Dylan O'Brien. That poor guy can't catch a break. They wanted to boost him up to be like the next big thing, and he kind of got sidetracked by COVID pretty good because this would have been it. This movie would have been his whole coming out thing, and he probably would have been booking movies for the next couple of years from okay. this movie. If you've never seen this shit. You need to see it. I believe it's on. It might be on Netflix now. I'm not sure. It's excellent, man. It's such. And I went in blind. No trailer. No nothing. And man, I'll, that's the way you should go into it. I recommend you go into it that way every single time. Well, it's too the, late. I'm the, watching the trailer. The special effects are they're good. I think honestly they're better than everything in this category. Not by much, but they are. But the movie itself is so good. I I think it just deserves some type of recognition. And if it can win an Oscar, it totally deserves. It's like ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like it's Weird. really it fucking looks good. Very, what was the movie? Don't make a sound or whatever. Or the oh, uh, quiet place. Quiet place. Yeah, it is a little quiet place. It's actually it's basically a world where monsters are everywhere, so humans have to live underground. So it's a and better, this guy who, who's basically just on a radio. Yes. By the <laughs> yes, way, monster. Actually. If Monster Hunter should be on here, if Mulan is on here. 
Like that's True. how <laughs> visual effects, at least for Monster Hunter, were, were okay. But yeah, no, like it, no, this is a better Monster Hunter. It really is. Like it's what Monster Hunter should be. But yeah, he he falls in love with a girl over the CB. It's a simple plot. Falls in love with a girl over the CB radio. Has to go get her. They like don't go out there. It's monsters. We don't go up like because they're down. They don't go to the surface. He does for love. And goes through this treacherous ass gauntlet of fucking monsters to get to his love, and it's it's fucking great, man. It's just a good goddamn movie. Go watch it. Okay, totally deserves this nomination. Mulan does not. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a CG horse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's also oh, we're, we're, we're giving That's... nominations for the Disney opening now for the little castle. Is that what we're giving nominations for? Because I mean, it's not much in this. I mean, I don't remember any of the movie. I, I didn't see this movie. I, I I didn't want to shell out the twenty bucks. And <laughs> Neither did I. Was, it's now, on H you can watch it for free now. I was about to say now that it's free, it's like, well, now I want an overpriced <laughs> hamburger and a beer, so <laughs> Yeah. Same here. I'm like, all right, I'm over the hype now. You should have let me see no. it for free when it first came out. I would have watched it, but now I don't want to see it. Bro, you know what's crazy? I was just thinking, like, with movies like the, or even the Oscars, just looking back on it, Dollar Theaters later on in the year about to have a fucking field day. <laughs> movie theaters are going to have ammo. Like, you know how, look, okay, anytime you go to the movie, you know, they show in set, like, maybe 10 different movies, but really four are relevant and the other six. Now the other six can be actually good movies that no one's seen from last year. They're like, they have a backlog. This is awesome. Well, I mean, every studio has a hell of a backlog right now. So, yeah, no, they're, once shit opens up, they're not going to be wanting for movies at all. But the structure might be changing a little bit because uh, yeah, I believe Netflix signed a deal with Sony so they could do the HBO Max thing to where it's dual theater. Uh, yeah, Spider-Man is going to be on Netflix. And I'm like, oh, man, that, yeah. sorry, dude. Sorry, Disney. Yeah, if they're doing that, I don't know if they're going to do it with the new <laughs> Venom, too. I, I assume if they do it with the new Spider-Man, they do it with Venom also. But, yeah, like everybody, HBO Max... That idea was great. People thought it wouldn't work. People thought it would be a movie pass type thing. No, it it actually works, and it's they're killing it, man. Like they they're killing it at the box office, and they're killing it with streaming. I don't know what their streaming numbers are, but they I can't they, be too far behind Netflix for Godzilla versus Kong, and they had already done huge numbers for Justice League and Wonder Woman. Yeah. Also, yeah. So like that idea was a great idea, and others want to follow suit. Netflix. I think their only rival, I think Netflix and HBO Max are probably the only two people would consider, okay, that's Coke and Pepsi. They're getting real close to that. So, good yeah. luck. <laughs> I'm rooting for HBO Max, honestly. Fuck Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, I think, unfortunately, now, um, we are back at a category where no one watched most of these movies. Oh, no. Um, but we're, I mean, we're near the end. all night, so... <laughs> I think yeah, right. we only have three or four left depending on how we go and then they all go down pretty fast it's always typically around the same movies um, actress in a leading role so okay. I didn't watch Ma Rainey's Black Bottom the United States vs. Billy Holiday I did watch that one too Pieces Wait. of a Woman I saw some of that one Nomadland no. and Promising Young Woman <laughs> Yeah, I saw enough of that one. So, yeah, no, I can. I guess I can speak on this one a little bit, too. Uh, I saw Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Finally, 
It took me a while because it's Chadwick Boseman's last movie, and I wasn't ready for that yet. I'm still not ready. That's why I'm. I know you. I know it's. <laughs> look, he's gonna win. He's likely gonna win. I know we ain't got to that category yet. We'll get to it, and I'll speak more on it. I think he will. But Viola Davis, uh, great as usual. It's fucking. Bob. She's female Denzel. Just call her that because that's what she is. I hate to call her that because she should be. You know, Denzel should be male Viola. Call him that because that's what they are. Like, they're the same, you know, different side of the same great acting coin. And, like, she's great in this, man. She's fucking fantastic, actually. And she's very memorable. Uh, I think it is another actress who's more memorable in this category. Similar. Uh, well, I'll get to her last. can talk to this category. So I know. I'll get, <laughs> I'll get to her last. I'll get to her last. And uh, I saw a little bit of Pieces of a Woman. It was tough. <laughs> Because Shia LaBeouf's in it, and it's kind of hard to look at Shia the same way after all these things that have come out about him. Uh, they're all Netflix movies. Yes, most of these are. Uh, no, they're all streaming, except for Promising Young Woman. Uh, but yeah, no, she's great. She was uh, Jason Statham's sister in Hobbs and Shaw, if you know you want to know yeah. who Vanessa Kirby is, that's her. Uh, she's a great actress. She's one of those actresses like, okay, she got nominated. Now I would like to see what else she got. All right. This is a good stepping stone to set you up for something more so to where you can really excel. And I'm waiting on that from her. This is a, this, I'm happy she got nominated, though. I don't think she'll win, but good she got nominated. Uh, Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. Like I said, I only saw the end or uh, towards the end. So she, uh, her acting actually wasn't like it was really, really good. But Oscars mm. are another tier above, like, usually from what she's, I saw in that movie. Look, she's that actress that's like, yeah, you're going to win a fucking Oscar. Like, you're going to win one. It just, it, not now. Not just yet. <laughs> but you're going to. She's that actress. Like, you know, she's Michelle. It was funny. I was watching Saturday Night Live, which, uh, Live, which she hosted last week. And she was, you know, made a joke how people confuse her for Michelle Williams. And, yeah, like, they're that, that. Almost the exact same caliber of actress. They're great in everything they're fucking in. You always expect quality. I put up there with like a Kate Blanchett. She's like a notch barely below Kate Blanchett. Like she's gonna be good in everything. And like your time's coming, Carrie Mulligan. Be patient. This ain't it though. This is not gonna happen here. So the two that I think it's gonna come down to is Francis McDormand for Nomad Land, which Look, it's fucking Frances McDormand. She's female Daniel Day-Lewis. Like, if we're going to do that, <laughs> that's, that's what we're going to do. And so, yeah, she wins a lot. I think she's won two already. And she'll probably win three with this one. And it wouldn't surprise me at all. It's either going to be her or who I think should win, Andrea Day, for uh, the United States versus Billie Holiday. Fun fact, we had a request to request to review that movie and I was like we, we need to I'm down as fuck to do it like it, okay it's the thing about acting categories don't look at the movie you it's strictly performance because it's been actors nominated for movies that didn't deserve to like if you look at the movie you'd be like this movie doesn't deserve to be nominated my cousin look at my cousin Benny's <laughs> Great choice. <laughs> she actually won. Like yeah, Marissa Tomei won. won. And it's one of those what the fuck the wins. The fact that she was dating Jack Nicholson at the time had nothing to Not do with it. Not a thing to do with it, who is a member of the Academy. <laughs> nothing to do with it. But she won. I love Marissa Tomei. It's Aunt May. I do. Forever. Yeah. So, but like, yeah, this is, this is 
that. This is uh, Jennifer Hudson in Dreamgirls. That's what this is. The movie itself is okay. Lee Daniels directed it. Great director. Directed Precious. The guy behind Empire, if you like that show. But not Jesse Smollett, but Empire. And so, like, yeah. uh, Qualities behind it all the way. All day, every day. The qualities behind it. If you don't know who Andrea Day is, she's a singer initially. Did some Broadway. And she, I love her singing. I love her. She's got a very captivating aura about her already. And then to see her act and to see her play Billie Holiday in a story, a lot of people know this shit happened to Billie Holiday, which is crazy. People know the name Billie Holiday. They might not even know the woman, but they know the name. And to actually see this little piece of her, her story, not many people even fucking know. It, that alone, it gets you through the whole movie the way you're like, God damn, well, uh, whatever I thought about Billie Holiday, I don't think it now. And the government sucks. That's what, if you Don't double this shit up with Judas and the Black Messiah, by the way. <laughs> because you will absolutely hate the FBI, for sure. But like, yeah, no, it, she is fucking phenomenal, man. To see, she comes out of nowhere. She is the acting equivalent of that watching a movie blind. Like, not ex- not knowing what to expect just walking into a movie and just like, okay, I haven't seen any trailers for this or anything. This is that, but for the lead actress of a movie of a major movie that's nominated for an Oscar. And so think of it like that. And you won't be disappointed. She's a surprise. She won the golden globe. So that puts her kind of as a front runner, but she did win it. I think for comedy or or music. Oh no, she won it for drama. So yeah, no, fuck that. She might be the front runner for this, and I hope to God she wins. Because Frances McDormand, as much as I love her, she's she's won enough. Uh, and then on to back to actor in a leading role. We got Riz Ahmed in Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman in Moraine's Block Bottom, Anthony Hopkins in The Father, Gary Oldman in Mank, and Stephen Yoon in Minari. Um, Glenn. <laughs> I'm so happy for him, man. Like I really am, dude. He he is the guy that was on The Walking Dead, right? Yeah, he's Glenn. Oh, it's Glenn. Man, that dude's on the on an up track right now. Oh, like a motherfucker. Also an in Invincible. So yeah, <laughs> he's the voice of of the main character. So yeah, no, he's he's, he's killing it right now. And I think he's just signed to do a movie with Ali Wong. Or a show with Ali Wan. Some he's yeah he's trending upward like a motherfucker. So I was so so fucking. It's always that one actor that you're just thrilled that got can say I'm an Oscar nominee. That shit so goes that, a long way too. So that means he's just not the nominee win, right? part. Like, oh, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. This Does not Rourke, matter, Marco. This is Rourke and wrestler Stallone and Rocky. Like it. This Creed, is that. Yeah. 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 And Rocky, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. why I went Rocky. It was like, oh man, like this guy came from nowhere. Michael Keaton yeah. in Birdman. Yeah, it's that. And it's like, fuck, I want you to win. I think he might be the first Asian American ever nominated for a Best Actor nom- uh, Oscar. For sure, which is I, I don't fucking need, sad I don't and shouldn't be. A, like, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> sad as fuck, but hey, at least I, we got it done. Because all the. All the Oscar-worthy movies are usually... They tend female cast. Yeah. I don't know why. But uh, (laughs) I actually... I didn't see Mourinho's Black Bottom. So outside of that, 
I really like Riz Ahmed's acting in Sound of Metal. Like, I know, like, that was the only thing to watch in that movie. It's literally about his struggle. You literally are watching him pain throughout the entire movie. It was Yeah, that's it. It was basically... What's the movie where Leonardo... The, the Departed... No, not The Departed. Where he fights the fucking bear. Oh, it's a Revenant. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, instead of a bear, it's going deaf. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's what it, a, no, that's a great example. That's what it is. Like you're just watching a dude struggle for like two hours basically and finally just get to a place. That's it. That's all you're watching. And I love Riz Ahmed. You know what the thing is I feel about this? You just needed to wait a, like a year or two to release this movie. Like a slow year. A slightly slow year. He would totally win it without question. I think. If, it mean, went, if you don't have to go up against Chadwick Boseman, who died, yeah, like, Gary Oldman, and, you know, Anthony I feel, Hopkins. I feel like if you dropped a banger movie, as soon as, or, or you're in the process of making a banger movie for 2020, as soon as Chadwick Boseman passed away, I would have been like, nah, we good. Yeah. You should have just been like, all right, maybe next year. That's what every last one of these actors, minus... Anthony Hopkins, I feel, should think. Because if anybody doesn't, if anybody wins over Chadwick Boseman, it'll be Anthony Hopkins for the father because he won the BAFTA over Chadwick Boseman somehow. It's the only award that he won over him in this category. Uh, but it's more than likely. No, it's it's Chadwick Boseman's, man. One thing about the Oscars is they're very sentimental. Uh, Heath Ledger won. Like, yeah. Of course, he deserved to win, as everybody here knows, right? Yeah. So yeah. So it's gonna be one of those. They're gonna when they when when an actor dies and they're nominated for an Oscar, it, they they go by the entire track record of what came before, and they go by would he have won an Oscar and he or she won an Oscar in the future, and obviously Chadwick Chadwick Boseman, you know, would have won eventually. And so that's what they're going to do here, and they're going to give it to them, and as they should. And that's how this one's going to go. But I really do want to see The Father, just because everybody talks about how good Anthony Hopkins is in this. And it makes me want to see it. It's going to have to wait, because I'm probably going to forget about it a couple times. I was about to say, I, I already saw him <laughs> play The Father. He was Odin. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> he was the All-Father. <laughs> Now I want to see a recut trailer of the father. <laughs> the all father. Um, but I mean, I know you guys are leaning. Ho- I, the only reason I'm not voting Chadwick is just I didn't see the movie. I, I have no idea. I know it's, it's a tough. He's great in it, by the way. I know I talk about everything, but how he was in the movie. He's fucking great. <laughs> like it's he, of course, makes it look easy as he does with everything he did. And it, it's deserving. It's not one of those movies that's like, it's not like Heath Ledger in the the what was that last movie? Something with Doctor Parnassus, the Imaginarium of Doctor yeah. Parnassus. It's not anything like that. It's worthy of winning every award. It should have been nominated for Best Picture, like another high nineties rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Like it's it's a great movie. So yeah, easily. Like he, I think he would take it even if he wasn't if he didn't pass away. Like. He's that good in it. It's just classic Chadwick Boseman. It just reminds you of what he would have done had he not passed. So, yeah, he's going to win it. And I'm happy about that. Deserves to. I mean, I deserve an Oscar, too. 
You don't deserve shit. (laughs) (laughs) I had to because you set me up. I'm sorry. I really ain't shit, so it's fine. You know, you got more than we all do. So fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, sir. Bro, Um, I I really could buy me, TJ. TJ. TJ, you could buy me. Slavery's over. You could afford to buy me. That's not how. That's not how. But you, you have my girlfriend awkwardly over here, like, damn. <laughs> She's like, what I'm is your name? <laughs> nah, but I'm true. Yeah. I, hey, you know, the he thing is, true. Is, Tommy, <laughs> is, hey, Tommy. Yes. Bro, how, how you liking your job? You want to come work for me? Sure. See, boom. Own you now. Like, that's, that's, that's. <laughs> New no, quit my job now. He put he put employment as slavery now, and now I'm questioning everything. Now I'm, I'm legit thinking, okay, am I a slave still? If they've ever had you work when you don't want to, which is pretty much anytime you want to, anytime you're working, you're a slave, you're a slave for your job. Hey, I was like, my dog on this podcast, and the reason yeah. why sometimes I'll be silent is because I gotta type an email because I got people yelling at me, even though it's night. He's working simultaneously. Hey, cool. uh, Marco, pull up the LeVar Burton meme. Just, yeah. That's it to you. <laughs> Got to think about it, man. All right, Marco, where, where are we at now? Um, So we skipped one, and we're just going back, and then we'll finish up. Uh, cinematography, you wanted to talk about that. I do, because we can all speak on it. Because I'm sure we've all seen clips from these movies, right? At the very, <laughs> at the very least. I mean, we have now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we have. There you go. Thank you, Mark. Well, except for News of the World and Trials of the Chicago <laughs> 7. Those trailers so, have not played so far. So News of the World, I started, I didn't finish. I, I thought it because I thought it got nominated for Best Picture because it did with the Golden Globes. I started, I didn't finish it. I'm not hating it so far. Dude, you know, I've been seeing clips of News of the World, and I oh. thought it was a religious Tom Hanks movie. Like I didn't. It's not. It's a Western. <laughs> I forgot. I thought they it's stopped a legit making Western. westerns. I thought after me too because it's one of my favorite genres, and they rarely make them anymore. I thought after Three Ten of Yuma, they were like, "All right, we're done," and they- which was excellent, <laughs> which was fucking great. And yeah, they really seen. Now, have you seen Bone Tomahawk? That's, no. that's just, I oh, saw God the damn. clip from Bone Tomahawk. Oh, <laughs> oh, you mean the clip? You saw the clip from Bone Tomahawk? Am I right? Because it's yeah. one scene that fucks you up. Okay, great. But yeah, no, this, like, I'm enjoying the fuck out of it, man. Like, I'm really digging this movie, and I kind of wish it, from what I even saw, I'm like 45 minutes in, I kind of wish it was nominated for an Oscar. I feel like it deserved it. It's Tom Hanks, first of all. The man survived COVID. God damn, give him something. Yeah, but then his son made White Boy Summer, so. He fucked. Chet, Chet Hanks is fucking Tom Hanks' legacy up. I think we can all say that <laughs> with with complete and utter just, you know, confidence. Hey, if, if I were He's Tom, an embarrassment. Yeah, if I were Tom Hanks and I were my son, I wouldn't call him my son. That's what, that's what I, <laughs> I just saw that motherfucker in a heartbeat. Oh, no, no, not Chet. Colin is who you want to talk to. Colin, come over here. To, <laughs> that's Tom Hanks' son always. It's Colin Hanks. Fuck a Chet Hanks. I try to act like Chet doesn't exist. I try. Because that motherfucker sucks. Like, he just sucks at life. But anywho, news of the world is is good. It's So far, it's really good. And cinematography, it's very... I I don't know who the cinematographer... I don't know if this cinematographer did 310 to Humor, but it's very similar. It's a 310 to Humor 
Homesman, uh, and The Missing. Those three westerns is what the cinematography looks like and reminds you of. Trial of the Chicago 7, though, I mean, it's good cinematography. It's pretty standard. Uh, you can see everything. It's all in focus. Sorry. <laughs> Passes the I, test. Yeah, you know? So far, like, out of the two trailers, uh, of News of the World is beating out. <laughs> yeah, already, right? <laughs> already, I just feel you know? like if we're going to make a cinematography, if we're going to talk about cinematography, and Miami was already nominated for some shit. Oh, that, to me, that would have won. It's not nominated here, which is ridiculous. Yeah. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. But what I think will win from just the clips I saw, and I'm going to watch this movie this weekend, I guarantee uh, Nomadland, I feel, just from the the trailers and the clips I saw made me want to watch this movie. And I am ashamed, and I'm sorry, people. I'm ashamed I didn't see it. It feels like it's going to have like a... because it's very it's, grounded, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those where it's like, oh, yeah, we randomly found, like, this kick-ass uh, little spot in the desert. That where, And that's how she did it. That, yeah. And we'll talk about the director in, in the director category, which I think she'll win. But That's next. That's it's, next. Like, yeah, look see, at that like, shit. Like, it's more, like, she could have gotten an porn. iPhone. <laughs> it's landscape porn. That's what it is, man. It's straight up landscape form. Alligator or whatever from a couple it's, of seconds. From what I heard, it's just it's completely all naturally shot, not much lighting, all natural lighting. Look at that boy. Kind of gorilla style. Just she just went out and found beautiful scenery and shot this shit across America. And it looks like it's just fucking captivating already. It looks very to me, and this is gonna be some real obscure. Uh, not so much obscure, but some real pretentious film school shit. I'm about to say, oh, it's very pretentious. Ca- you say he's in. It's very, it's very. <laughs> My ears is open now. <laughs> very Terrence Malick to me. And the thing about Terrence Malick, he's a fantastic director, Texas native. So I hate to say it about him. Phenomenal visual director. Story wise, pacing wise, he needs help because his <laughs> shit is. Pretentious. Bad. It is. It's just pretentious as fuck, and you see it. Did, Chloe Zhao, who directed this, she's not the cinematographer, granted, but she directed it. The director tells the cinematographer kind of what to do, and Joshua James Richards did it, and he did it great. It was just open landscape. Do that Terrence Malick shit. The story will, I'll take care of that. Give me Terrence Malick visuals, and I'll take care of the story. Mm-hmm. And the pacing, and that's what they do. And to have that, those visuals with somebody else's direction works great. Martin's in the chat saying Terrence Mar- Malick sucks. He does. <laughs> he does. He's right. He does, man. Like, fuck, dude. Like, see, I talk shit about Zack Snyder, and I talk shit about Michael Bay constantly. Anybody who knows me knows that I do that. One thing, because I talk shit about them so much, I do it for one reason. Because they are phenomenal visual directors. Their visuals are beautiful and great. Everything else, and, but everything else sucks. Literally, everything else sucks. And so it's the same thing with Terrence Malick. He's just a, you know, an Oscar caliber director. So, but yeah, no, he's the same way. His visuals are amazing. Everything else sucks. And yeah, but Chloe's album and uh, Joshua James Richards found a way to bring that shit together. 
and make it look great from what I saw. Well, Martin also vouched for how pretty uh, news of the world, new of the world is, but I mean, he said it gets too damn predictable, so probably it, that, it's it's it, I can see already see where it's going. Like I said, I'm 45 minutes in, I kind of know where it's going. It is to me what I'm getting the vibe is it's familiar territory, but it's quality territory. To where it's like, okay, yeah, I know where this is going, but it's done so well. I'm admiring it for that. That's what I think's going to be my feelings on it. But yeah. Well, we're we're down to our second to last category that we're going <laughs> to yeah. talk about. Um, another round, which has hey. not been mentioned at all. Hey. Oh, what? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Did, did you have an opinion <laughs> on cinematography? Yes. <laughs> oh, he, he is the. Uh, I can see that. Go ahead. Bad and boo. Right now. Right now. Now. Yeah. Um, it actually kills me um, that one night didn't make this category because I do think that baffles me. That movie yeah. is so beautiful. It's so mm, kills me. But um, I'm actually <laughs> so this is the one where I'm going to give the Trial of the Chicago Seven some love, not because in particular it did anything better than a lot of these other movies, just because there's nothing else I can actually genuinely give it the win in. Um, and I need to support black film. And so I'm going to throw it to trial of Chicago seven, but that spot should definitely be one night because I still think to me that that movie's aesthetic, it's timing. That movie, mm. movie would have swept this shit. All the nominations Mank got, which also got nominated in this, which it might actually win because it's mm. black and white, black and white. You gotta love that black and white. And that, you know, it's utilized to its fullest potential. Yeah, but Ma- the fact here saying that One Night in Miami would was the best movie in every category. It was the best movie. Thank like you, I said, what is, <laughs> look, it would have swept, man. It should have all the nominations Thank Mank has. You. And it, it would have fucking swept and should have swept. But I think that Not thinking, a contest. We gave Regina King an Oscar like two years ago. We can't give it a director Oscar now. No way we can do that, right? But oh, I also I- think, I think the Oscar still has beef with streaming. They still do not want to give streaming... But they, they can't do that anymore because all the movies are streaming. Not all of them, Marco. Well, most of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll get to the ones that aren't, and it's gonna. I guarantee it's gonna be the ones that haven't been streaming that 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 played in theaters, even if it was to three people. <laughs> those are the ones that are gonna win because they were. So you mean? Gotcha. And I will give an example, but they refuse <laughs> to give. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, <laughs> Judas. We got Judas and the Black Man. We got to come. Let's go, Marco. We, we, we're rolling. Next now. one. Let's... Come on. All right. Direct home stretch. Another round. Thomas Vin, uh, Vinterberg, Mank, Blast David Fincher, Minari, Lee Isaac Chung, Nomadland, Chloe Zhao, and Promising Young Woman, Emerald uh, Fennel. So problem with this category, uh, Regina King's not in it. But, yeah. Again, <laughs> yeah. If you think if you think we're not going to mention this every single time, oh, from this point on, it's getting mentioned. Yeah, there's no reason the why this, it should not be. But okay, this okay. category and the next category is getting brought up. So yeah, but no. Uh, look, another round is one I do want to see because I love the premise of it. The premise of it alone, and plus it has Mads Mikkelsen, who I love. Uh, I I've been hearing so many great things about it. So I want to say like, oh no, he shouldn't be here. That should be uh, that should be Regina King. The premise of this movie alone, it deserves to be nominated for something. It is nominated for best foreign film. 
So, yeah, exactly. I, no, saw, you ain't funny. Shut up. I saw Martin's last comment. Shut up. Oh, what he said? <laughs> Why can I not see comments? I want to see Martin's comments. No, bro. no, he um. <laughs> Martin, you are very right about Mank. Let's not let's not beat around the bush here. Uh, what do you say? <laughs> said it was a blowjob for Hollywood. It, it really oh yeah, <laughs> that's all it is, man. It really is. It's just Hollywood right. love. And you know right. how you know how the Oscars gets with movies about movies. Yeah, but another round is basically about a group of friends that decides to drink every hour or every every other, hour every so many minutes. For like a month straight, no matter what they do, work, home, they have to do it twenty four seven, and just to see what effects it has. If it makes them happier people, and it does from from the, the bit, of, like I said, from the bit of you know, because I I'm the weird person who reads. I'll read the entire you know breakdown of a movie from beginning to end because I care about the structure of story. So I already know how this shit goes, but the fact that yeah. They think, okay, hey, if I drink every day, every so many minutes, I, no, basically stay drunk. The premise is to stay drunk. They have to stay drunk 24 hours a day from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to sleep for like a month or two. And they do that, and at first it's great. Then things start not to get so great, and obviously, and you watch that play out. And, it, you know, from what I see the story's going, which I need to actually watch it, but from where I know the story goes, it's it's interesting. Another round sounds like double toasted. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. That's pretty great. Oh god. In terms of directing, um, out of these films, really, and I can only speak on the ones I've seen. So I actually have seen yeah. Promising Young Woman, um, and dabbled in Minari. I just haven't finished it, but. Um, Sorry, that was obvious. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, how do I put it? Because prom- I don't know if anybody. I mean, remind me if anybody here see promising young uh, young woman, but um, I got it. I it's not it. exactly. <laughs> it's not exactly the type of. Uh, I wouldn't say I wasn't paying attention to the direction of the movie, and I think it's, it's a screenplay awesome. type of movie. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's it's sloppy in some retrospects. Mm-hmm. Um, and That's special. Yeah. It's, it's it's hard to describe, so I can't give it that. Um, I actually, a, it'd be a B, uh, B Oscar movie in 2019 and 2018. That's the like. one I say should have been Regina King is as a uh, Emerald. Oh, film. definitely yeah. could have subbed in here because yeah. I mean, <laughs> let's not let's not. I'm not gonna harp on it. Um, <laughs> but I would actually, you know what? Um, despite not, you know not giving it fluidly, I would actually want to give this one to Minari. Um, just because... Uh, hey, man. Have preferences. And I think that, number one, give some love to some Asian directors. I think that more diversity... In the, hey, look, the fact that that's even... It's even just just sitting, chilling right there. Uh, I, I'll take that. that that's, a, that's a small win progression, right? But... I also think that out of the movies in this category, uh, I'm not giving it to Mank. Um, I haven't seen another round, so I can't speak on it, right? But um, I do genuinely think that um, it could have 
because I could have thrown this in cinematography too, because I think it, was, um, it looks very pretty. Um, and that leads into the direction being so well. I don't think that it strays too long. It, I definitely have some complaints with it. But out of this category, for me, it's the standout one. Because in comparison, I got no love. I got no love for No Man Land. Um, and then Promising Young Woman, like I said, didn't have me paying attention to the directing too much. I was just sitting there like, oh, gosh. <laughs> Oh goodness, this is not good on any fronts, right? Um, nothing, <laughs> nothing super philosophical to so, say there. Just, I like Menard. So good. you finished Promising Young Woman. Uh, Tommy did. Uh, you I saw the end, yeah. I um, watched the whole thing, and then Martin uh, literally brings up it's a great premise, but it stumbles at the end. And the ending's probably the. I mean, from what I saw, it's probably the only memorable part of, of it. Really, <laughs> it's like. But it's supposed to be this like, aha, I am a mastermind and this was my plan. And then the whole movie, it's not, it's almost like unrealistic with the pace that most of the movie has. Yeah. Uh, so that, I mean, I get where Martin's coming from because I kind of felt it's, the same way. Like, I look, I've seen so many movies. I know the type of movie Promising is. It's like, to me, the movie, the vibe I got was a history of violence. It's kind of that level of movie. To where, yeah, it's great. And the history of violence also got nominated for Oscars and shit. But it's like, all right, yeah, all this is good. Like, this is a good movie. Should it win Oscars? Uh, it's so many I mean, other better movies. Like, any if, a, if it was, a, again, if it was a slow year, absolutely. But such a strong year. These other films just, just they edge you out. It's, okay, because if the, the whole thing with last year, and I think that this is kind of, the notion I'm going along with it was if you were dropping a movie last year, it was either because you felt so confident in the movie that it could be successful, like a tenant, and it got its ass beat. Or, <laughs> yeah, as it should. Or you have or you so comp or you have or excuse me, you just or oh my God, stumbling. <laughs> you were just shooting for money because there ain't shit out there, right? Streaming was eating things up. Um and so I just don't think that it stepped up to the same level of ball as some of the other movies in this category and, and category, too, I don't, like it's there because it's 2020 like you're saying Mar- marcos if we want to talk about the it's ending, almost like a filler yeah for me for me pretty uh for me oh my gosh keep on i want to say pretty young woman i mean pr- promising young woman <laughs> but um she i don't know if this is how y'all felt the ending for me almost felt contrary like co- contrary to the whole point of the movie in a way i was like uh, I felt that at first, and then just thinking about it, I'm like, that kind of makes sense. Braveheart won Best Picture because it was a bad year for movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, perfect example. Didn't A Beautiful Mind win one year also? Uh, think Gladiator so. won Best Picture, for fuck's sake. Good movie, sure. But, like, come on. Like, you know what I mean? It's Yeah, sometimes it's just slow years, and... It would have done well in one of those slow years, but fuck. Let's be honest, guys. Before we even get to Best Picture. No, don't get whole, me started on this. That whole category should have been not, that whole category could have been filled with none but black film. <laughs> it could have been. Honestly, have the, been best film, the best reviewed films of the year. Black films. No. That, that whole slate in February, once it got dropped, it was <laughs> I'm sorry, TJ. <laughs> Don't get me started on this. This has been the strong of the strongest years for black movies. Yeah. <laughs> one of the best of black movies. I forget them, TJ. No. 
I forget them. It's been so many. Like, I forgot about Sylvie's Love and, and The Five Bloods. I forgot about those. Bro, I mean, even smaller films like, uh, oh my gosh, the Somalia one that I was talking about not too long ago. Um, Uncork. Um, you Uncork. Have- uh, his house. You so much black. Like, this is ridiculous, man. Like it's stupid. It is stupid. Like you could just have nothing. This entire Oscars could have been nothing but black A cinema. Black film. But you know the Oscars. That's how we do, TJ. The Oscars said, "Whoa, yeah." The the anger and vitriol in that's what I saw in, in Judas was enough to cover all the blackness we need in a category. Yeah, no, we don't need Malcolm X in a category. Well, we're like, ooh, this is- we don't need the Avengers of, of civil rights in any category. <laughs> One Night in Miami, Soul, Mulroney's Block Bottom, Judas and the Black Messiah, Hamilton, I forgot about Technically, <laughs> if you want to, sure, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Martin, Martin should be our life coach in this chat all the time because you're dropping nothing but facts, Martin. I'm just... <laughs> Yeah, he really should. (laughs) Realistically speaking, right, with how everything is framed out to be, I just feel like, especially in a cat, this was the one year where if you want, if the Oscars really wanted to give a one up to minorities and whatnot, there's so much ammunition. Give us two. You could have at least dropped us two or three, right? But it should have been three. It should have been three at the minimum, but it's all good because guess what? I mean, like, one. I'm just, I guess I'm salty because one night was that film I came and I almost was like about to pass out because of how much I loved it, right? Yeah, same. Um, I watched it twice in the same day. Like, <laughs> it's funny, though. But we have, to, we have to talk about the movies that are there. And I'll actually, I haven't kicked yeah. off the category, so I'll, I'll actually kick off this one. Okay. Um, we're at Best Picture, correct? Yeah, we're at Best Picture. All um, right. And now, Let's run down this bullshit. <laughs> so <laughs> out of the grouping right I, I, I don't just one quick well, fact just because because Martin's bringing up that Mank has the most nominations um, I'm glad that I didn't see this movie and Martin hates it so much maybe he hates it because it has the most nominations dude, it's, no it's really not it's, it no. is it's Hollywood sucking it's, uh, it's not that great to me it's the worst David Fincher movie I can no, I, I mean, can easily say that it's the no. worst Alien 3 is better than this. You're crazy. I'm not going that far. <laughs> I have to take that back. I take that one back. I'm going to need you to calm it's down. It's the second worst movie. Okay. But I would say that, I mean, look, the sky is blue, fucking grass is green. You know an Oscar, you know an Oscar bait movie is going to make it into the Oscars. That's just what it is. Yeah. But, Shoot, if Mank was in there and the rest were black movies, shit. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the cookout, Mank. You good? <laughs> like we Gucci. But <clears throat> hold up, let me put on my professor cap right quick. Yeah, um, I do think that a lot of these films do have something to shine about, and I and I do like how they're categorizing a little bit of not necessarily diversity, but uh, we're getting a more colorful best picture this year, and I do like that. Even though I don't love Promising Young Woman, hey, throw up. Throw a woman empowerment film. In the, I, I, I yeah. hesitate to call it woman empowerment, but uh, <laughs> I hesitate to call it a, a Me Too movie in there because that's what was that was what was important of last year. You have a very a, <clears throat> very Asian focused movie with Minari. You have Judas and the Black Messiah. So a lot of great film, and even a really cre- and then even a film with a Indian lead with um, Sound of Metal, right? And so, um, or, uh, that, that, give some love to Nomadland. I'm good. 
Um, <laughs> so no, I'm kidding. And, and no, Asian man, female director, yeah. So we're having a lot of more color coming through, and so I'm excited to have to actually differentiate through, between that and really have to pick a. No, no, don't ever do the zoom. You know I hate that. Stop <laughs> it. It's a four box always. <laughs> no, but realistically speaking, um, you already know where my personal vote goes in. But um, if I had to, like, if you twisted my arm and I had to pick between another like two or whatnot. I actually do genuinely think that the sound of metal is a great premise and a, and a pretty great movie all around. Um, even though I know that it has its downfalls, I do think it's a, I do think it's a standout, very unique film in terms of something I haven't seen in a hot minute. Um, outside of that, funny, but Judas sweeps this category. I don't want to talk about it no more. <laughs> you know? so- yeah, why do why do I why do I have to explain myself that Judas is sweeps this? It's 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 it's, it's no one night. It's not, um, and it has its flaws. But I think that for a powerful movie like that to even make it into the top line of the Oscars is awesome. Um, but also, I think that it winning would be something that the Oscars genuinely needs. Right. Show that you're backing the African-American community with one of the most straight up in your face. We don't like cops. We don't like the FBI. We don't like nobody. Right. Like except our own community. I love I love that energy that that movie exudes. And if you want to break it down into an actual film perspective without going back into our review, check it out. I'm kidding. It's not hosted anywhere. Sammy. But um <laughs> That was a lot of shade, uh, but uh, <laughs> but with Ju- uh, but with Judas, I <clears throat> I think it shows off something, and I said this in the review, right? It shows off something that is not that we talk about a lot, but doesn't get shown off in movies a lot. That we that black that the African American community, black people in general, our biggest enemies aren't just ourselves. Is I mean, excuse me, isn't just cops? It's also our own communities sometimes, right? Because we're trained and and, and, and sort of been put in positions to where um, whether it's top, whether it's the way our economy works, whatever, that we have to basically eat or be eaten, but that includes the people who are supporting us in our communities, right? And so it's this weird sort of dichotomy where you're able to see not only how the impact of the community has been uh, from the cops perspective and from the federal perspective, but you also get to see it from the individual of, you know, that Lakeith Stanfield was playing, right? William, o- William O'Neill, where it's like, yeah, that happens. That's genuinely something that, that, that it is. Right. Um, that said, you know, one night is the best picture. Of the <laughs> so that is your dark horse winner is one night. Okay. Which isn't nominated at all. <laughs> it's going to be the Zoidberg where they just say a different. <laughs> it should be. So I didn't get to pick who I thought was going to win Best Director. I don't know you, if I did or not. I honestly feel like Best Director no, and Best Picture kind of go hand in hand. They always, they, they do more often than they don't. Yeah. So, yeah, usually, typically the Best Director wins Best Picture. Uh, so, yeah, no. So it's perfect. My Best Director was going to be Chloe Zhao. And I think <laughs> this year's best o- picture will be Nomadland. Um, this year's Oscar nomination theme is "Shut up and stop hashtagging us," okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I would love for Judas and the Black Messiah to win. Ideally, that's what I want to win, and it would thrill me to death if it did. But gotta be realistic here, as TJ put, 
yeah, it would be good for something. I mean, that the Oscar would do something for the black community. Yeah, has more than one option here, TJ. We got, uh, again, Asian female director slash producer would win. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got, uh, what we got here? Uh, oh, wow, actually, Asian with Minari. Really, they got three options. Judas and the Black Messiah, Nomad Land, or Minari. Anything else would be people are boycotting. People are not going to be happy. It's out of those three movies to win Best Picture. I think it will be Nomadland, Dark Horses, Minari, slash Judas and the Black Messiah. I think Nomadland will win it. Chloe Zhao is directing uh, The Eternals, by the way, who Marvel apparently is jizzing their pants. Every executive who sees it says it's one of the best things they've ever seen, ever. Period. Really? Apparently, it's it's going to be in it, right? Yes, I'm high. Oh, yeah. Angelina Jolie. Is already uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, was it Kamal, Kamal Nujari? Kamal Nujari. The guy who got, got oh, super yeah. duper freakishly jacked for this. Yeah, all of them are in this. Uh, but apparently, yeah, no, they've had screenings and they said Zoe, Chloe Zhao, who directs that movie, they said it could go down as the best Marvel movie ever made. Over all the shit they've already done, they truly believe that. So that might just be crazy hype. I think they might believe it, but apparently she's the shit as a director, and that movie's amazing. I'm going to watch it. But, yeah, I could just see it winning. Like, it's Frances McDormand, first of all, who, if she's in a movie, it's all... She's been in two movies that have won Best Picture, I believe. Fargo. I believe Fargo won Best... Nope, it didn't. Take that back. She won Best Actress for it, but she didn't win Best Picture for Three Billboards. So, uh, yeah. She's in a movie. It's going to be in the mix, like, legitly. So, yeah, I, I just see it being the safe choice for the Oscars, and they make that the best picture. I, I'm going for a stance, man. I'm sorry. I know it's not going <laughs> to. I'm hoping. Hey, I'm, I'm hoping it's, it's Judas. Hey, all Bible, I'm so. saying, all I'm saying is I'm going to be, <laughs> if it wins the Oscars, I'm going to definitely be online like, like we made it. Like, like, <laughs> thing. like I'll be good. You know, other black movies have won Oscars before, right? No, which like one. I think it's Moonlight and it had its <laughs> it had its shine taken away by La La Land. But yeah, go ahead. Hey, first of all, La La Land was fantastic, so stop it. But um, <laughs> but no, it's different, Tommy. You know, it's different because the type of movie it is. This right. is an unapologetically black. True, movie. it absolutely is. I because agree. look, when you when you're doing Moonlight, right, you could check off two boxes. You'd be like, black, gay, yeah, cool. Easy Oscar win, right? Yes, yeah. easy double, right? No, this is unapologetically, this is unapologetically in your if face. You had a nickel right? every time they say pig in this movie, you would have a good and, amount of money I mean, by the end and, of it. And not to bring up politics in this conversation, look, I'm certain someone over there at the Oscar room is like, fuck, with everything going on this week, we got we, so we got to give them one. We, got, we, we have to give them one. <laughs> they need a win. <laughs> what what saying, needs a win right? right now? Yeah, at this moment. Hell, this movie has caused them to come back to, like, completely scrubbing J. Edgar Hoover's name from shit. Like, this movie did that. I don't know if they'll do it. They need to because he's Satan. But it doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> because it brought up this movie did so much it brought that conversation up again. Like you're right. Like it is super unapologetically black and it probably would be the most unapologetically black movie to ever win an award, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Oscars is look, there yet, TJ. One they ain't night there yet. There, one night could have easily have boom, done. Made it easy for you. Oscars, I just don't get it. No, you didn't want Someone to explain that. it to me. It's a, it's it's Amazon. The thing it's is, straight, the thing is, straight to streaming, my friend. 
So you guys unlike, are getting, you guys are getting unlike <laughs> Nomadland, Minari, and Judas and the Black Messiah. Those three that I said, one of those three is going to win it. Tell me I'm wrong because the rest, uh, pro- minus promising young woman. Well, I was just about there. to say, like you're probably wrong because you got between Martin and the chat and the way you guys are. Yeah. I'll keep bringing up like shit that makes me depressed about well not like not depressed but it was like oh well that kind of sucked i mean fuck it i guess mank's gonna win best picture and then i'll just be god um, i mean honestly out of all the movies and nominated in categories and everything today i i think i have to agree with tj that out of all the stories and everything that was told the movie that's about four friends sitting in an apartment i mean in a hotel oh no i agree with tj also yeah yeah, just Discussing where we go from here is probably my it favorite movie. Made me think of things no other movie has ever made me think of, which says a lot because I, I watched uh, like, too many. I movies. understand. Yeah. I felt I was getting attacked in that. Movie. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. I like, I needed a movie to tell me I wasn't being black enough. It's no, crazy. Like, it made me comprehend my blackness. Like, come on. It's baffling to me. It, it's one of those things. So it's hard to even take this year's nomination seriously. It's hard to take this year seriously simply because I've never, I've never taken an Oscar seriously a day in my See, life, right? I take it seriously when uh, Denzel Washington wins or Forrest Whitaker wins True. or Viola Davis wins, but usually I don't. But it's a pattern with the Oscars. It's a, every other year we'll give black people an award. If you notice, it's every other year they'll go into the black pool and be like, okay, we're due. We have to give a black person an Oscar. They've gotten better about it, but it's still like black people are just good. They're just great <laughs> actors. I'm sorry, whether they're from Britain or they're from here, they just are. They make it look easy, and we well, would like like sports. We would probably sweep all that shit too. You're gonna have you're gonna invite Sammy into the chat. He'll be like, "Well, Mexicans <laughs> never win nothing. We're not. No, y'all don't win <laughs> shit." That baffles the fuck out of me. That Sammy summoning call, like, it, like all you have to do is yell out, "Hey, black people getting shit." Well, hey, hold up, <laughs> Mexican. <laughs> oh, okay, Eva Longoria. <laughs> If you don't know that reference, I forgot what it was, but it was something where someone brought up that a, a black woman did something, and Eva Longoria had to back door and be like, well, hey, look, Mexican and Hispanic women have done shit, and people kind of jumped on her ass for that. And I was like, no, she's right. Like, people don't give, no, nah, man, people don't give Hispanic credit for shit. Like, you see the shit we have to do to get attention? We have to fucking protest. We have to. We but have we to make noise moves. about everything. And it's, we have to. Yeah. We have to do that just to, for people to actually, you know, pay attention to shit. Otherwise, we can end up like other races who don't do that and, you know, get kind of trampled over. Got to stay on top of these people. I will, just, I will say. I'm just saying. Go stay on top of it, people. It's very interesting to see. Um, <clears throat> actually, it's very interesting to see how um, races are progressing in America. Did not think, did not think Hisp- the Hispanic group would uh, be outpassed by the Asian American group in terms of relevance and and movies and film and everything. It's wild. It's crazy. Well, well, it's like, I don't understand. Well, it's so be, many Hispanics fair, in this country. And, and Martin's bringing it up in the group ch- in the chat that it's uh, Del Toro <laughs> one as a director for Shape of Water. Uh, Alejandro nope, yeah, also well, won for Birdman. Um, 
So we direct and write shit. We just stay behind the camera. We don't got no actors. Is what it comes. Robert down. Rodriguez. <laughs> like that's it. Yeah, you have directors aplenty. You have zero actors <laughs> and zero like A list superstars. And I'm like, how the fuck is that possible? You would think it would be like Bollywood level. Because it's more brown oh, people in this world. Right there. Chill out. Hey, people. hey, hey, come down. They, they get things, right? <laughs> no. Well, everybody well, needs a wood, TJ. Everybody needs a wood. We got Bollywood. What is it in Nigeria? Nollywood or some shit in, in, in uh, Africa? <laughs> what is the one in Africa? It's a wood, too. Uh, I don't that Help me I out, know. TJ. Sorry, no, Sammy. Sammy's summoning spell worked. <laughs> <laughs> I knew my magic would call him close. <laughs> like if, you, if you say Mexican three times, he will pop up. No. It's, it's... <laughs> always baffled me is like that you know the American population is you know heavily heavily Latin and Latina and just every every brown person bro there's gonna be a movie like, about insane, uh, man. how the fuck do you not have a Tom Cruise in this bitch like how do you not have a superstar um, how Pedro's coming up that's all we got Pedro is coming up I, I think feel- that Pedro's sneaky, man. Pedro don't come up in that bitch and be A-list and just be like, oh, how the fuck did Pedro Pascal get here? That's what's going to happen. He kind of got Oscar. Oscar's kind of in there. Oscar Isaac. So, yeah. I do think that um, I really wish that more minorities would group up on movies because then we could really really take over this scheme. Why don't we get into the Asian American, Asian American and African American markets? Shoot. Our cult, our cultures, and and our economic, uh, uh, socio economic status is so similar. I don't, I've never understood, except like you know, I know that um, the Latino Hispanic community really don't like black people too too much. But um, <laughs> but hey, we should be partnering up on movies to deliver amazing films. Should be using these as gateway points to elevate things. Shoot, if we were, if we were to, if we were to partner up with Bollywood, we'd have so much money. It'd be in the world. Like we, we can take over a lot of cinema. If we were to partner up, but we stand on separate silos. And not only that, it would show a different side. Like if you saw, you know, black and brown people on screen constantly, it would just become synonymous. You'd be like, oh yeah, okay, cool. That makes you comfortable with people. Believe it or not, that is the key to a lot of shit with us is media. Like a perfect example, gay people was such a taboo, such a thing you wouldn't bring up, put in anything unless it was for a joke, the butt of a joke or something. And then all of a sudden it was like, no, fuck that. We're just gonna, you need to get used to this, America, so we're just gonna cram it down your fucking throats. Put in every show. We'll put Modern Family, Ellen. Every. Mandatory. Making every show has to have a gay character. Now look where we are. That that needle has moved pretty well. Still not ideal where we would like it to be, but hey, it's moved a hell of a lot. That is the only way. To me, media, film, TV, that is how you get into the minds of people. That's how you change it. It's that. It's one of those things where because something that somebody somebody said, I think I mentioned this on the political podcast, right? 
where someone came here and they were like, wow, Hispanic people here are like black people out in Atlanta, right? Because yeah. it really is our perception. All of us are Texas based. And right. so we are like Born Latinos, Latinos, like Hispanic. He's here. Okay. <laughs> we yelled too loud. We said too many Mexican. No. Look, I didn't show up in the mirror behind you, you bastard. <laughs> no, it's an interesting conversation. Why wouldn't I throw my hat in, even though I'm tired and shouldn't be working right now? What you got? No, it's um. Well, Martin's also there too, and I want I want him to see me. Hi, Martin. <laughs> no, but um, senpai noticed me. Um, senpai noticed me. No, but um, no. Just to the credit, everyone's like talking about uh, uh and I'm being super specific. You're talking about uh, Pedro Pascal. He's not Mexican. He's another type of Latino. We're and just then, talking about Latino. Oh, you get yeah, what you can get, you man. Know, <laughs> right, but I will say that Lupita Nyong'o's ours. She's not yours, you <laughs> son of a bitch. She's not yours. She's no. Mexico City. She more is want? ours. More specifically, she's TJ's. There you go. She's his. So no. My no. Baby. Just because she was no. born there no. means The Mexican nothing. delegation takes Lupita Nyong'o the first round of the 2021 racial We draft. object, sir. We're pulling. We're pulling hey, an we'll Elon Manning. No. That's not, it's cool. Selma Hayek. <laughs> there's no blackness in Selma Hayek. It's zero blackness That's in fine. Selma Hayek. We can't do that. <laughs> Hell, it's zero black. It's zero Hispanicness in the Lapita Nuanga. Her Mark. name is Lupita. She was born. That's it. That's all. She was just born hey, there. Mark. Oh, oh, oh. So all of a sudden, born is a good thing for you guys. Uh, where Mark, you're born. Martin said if, if, um, if we get Lupita, they ha- we have to take Louis C.K. too. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> no, that's that's what the white delegation. We have to say that's, that the that's our beef with the white delegation. They are here, be, yeah. Unless there's a three-way trade, like a Mariah Carey gets traded to them, and, <laughs> <laughs> and then we get Lupita. I, I, you know what? Mm, we'll yeah, see. Lucy pays a heavy hey, Quick, quick, quick question. We get Chuck Norris. Quick, quick, I'm sorry, Sammy. Is your, is your skin tone darker than this? If not, she's ours. Oh, if it's skin tone, then we... Yeah. Well, Mexicans are all sorts of skin tones, if you... Really... You, you guys are close. Fuck she's that. Fucking... She's dark. She's she's one of us. We got her. How about we racism. give you guys content? <laughs> we got her. She is our delegate. On the well, main topic, right? I will I do, draft... I, oh, go ahead. No, I was saying, I do, <clears throat> I do genuinely think that... Because I understand where you're coming from, Sammy. Like, actually, I don't. But I can... I can understand your perspective on that, right? Because I'm like, hey, like, it's one of those things where it, it sucks because I just feel like the Latinx community's influence on. <laughs> Proceed. Hell yeah, we do. We do. But Go ahead. <laughs> in the side chat, Tommy said, you get Tessa Thompson. And I'm like, yes. Yeah, fuck that noise. She's half Mexican, half black. If you want to play that game, Sammy, fuck that. We get her. Okay. (laughs) So, 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 will we trade Lupita for Tessa Thompson? I'm okay. Hell no. That's that would be a fair trade. That would be a fair trade. I'll take Valkyrie. I'll take Valkyrie any day of the week. (laughs) Even, but, but, um, we should have that one day. We should have that one day, but later. I think the Latinx community, like, they're just—it's never had that. Because the way I say it is like I grew up watching black films, right? Right. And and that 
And that's kind of like the gateway point for us to get to films that, that we want to have. Y'all guys don't have to like, I mean, nowadays you shouldn't have to go through that anymore. Right. Like the nineties are totally different than now, like doing the things from, I watched Mo Money the other day because that movie's great. And every, and you know, and I've said this Very before. Cool. It's terrible, but it's great. <laughs> you can't watch it nowadays because it's definitely. It's oh, it is not PC whatsoever. It's not PC. Yeah. But I'm like, yo, but those are the memories we have. But those were like released in theaters. Like it was common ground here, right? Because a lot of the Latinx, uh, Hispanic, uh, Hispanic films y'all guys watched growing up probably weren't in theaters. No, or, so or- they were. So they were Buena Vista fucking movies that were just kind of smaller releases. Let me kind of describe the timeline of what I've known from Mexican cinema, my education, what I focused on. So Mexican cinema in the 40s, like pre-war, was fucking awesome. We had some of the best stars the most beautiful celebrities well, it's ever. not even best stars we had some of the best art it's called the mexican renaissance after the everything from the revolution cal- uh, calmed down right i'm mostly, well, you guys got a renaissance too yes huh? we do and okay. it's dope we all three. got one that's great you know the villain, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know the villain from coco the, yeah. uh, uh, the, 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 the hey it's depressing you don't want to see it go ahead He's based off of Pedro Infante was a part of that era. He made like a billion movies. I'm just yeah. saying he's based off of. So right. we had that. And then it just kind of goes away for a little bit. Starts coming, whatever. And then in the 90s, we had a big Chicano. Or 70s, you got a little bit of Cheech and Chong kind of crawling their way into those. You got some Chicano indie movies. shit in like the late 90s, early 2000s. The Emui Tombi Tombien. I don't know. Right. Y'all say it better than me. Yes. But then in the 90s, we had like a bunch of just kind of smaller budget, wide release films. La Bamba, Blood In, Blood Out. True. Selena. I love them all. That is definitely a classic. Was it Born in East LA, which is a Cheech and Chong movie or Cheech Marin movie? A lot of these smaller ones that we love because that's all we got. It's a handful. Right. It's literally like six or seven. But we hold on to those for dear fucking life. No shit because that's all you got. Then here's the, here's what's the problem. We get to 9-11. 9-11 yeah. happens. Uh, we hate Muslims. Muslims get that first wave of discrimination. And then somewhere along the lines, we got to protect our borders. They came from Canada, though. <laughs> Fuck Mexicans. Wow. And so yeah. – it, it's a Welcome narrative, the man. Club. So they so they hate Mexicans. They do all the immigration stuff. We think we get better through Obama. Obama deports a bunch of people. But, but no, but no one's talking about it. And that's oh, whatever. No one's talking about us. We're not in the conversation.